All right. <clears throat> Good evening. We're beginning the mimer. The Kuti Torah. Um, Parshas Bamidbar. This week is Parshas Bamidbar. It is included also the Shavuos Maimarim. We learned already all the main Maimarim, but we didn't learn the, bi- the Biurim, the explanations. There's one mimer we didn't learn even not the even the mimer itself, but that was pretty serious challenge for this year. I didn't have the time to prepare, and it's a pretty serious mimer. So I decided that we're going to leave that for a time, maybe for next year. And now we're going to learn this discourse, which is an explanation on a mimer that we've learned in the past. On Daf Yod Aleph, Ahmed Beyz, in Lakuti Torah, Ahmed Beyz is different than in Gemara. In Gemara, Ahmed Beyz means on the other side of the page. In Lakuti Torah, Ahmed Beyz means the second column of the first page. So there's a mimer called Bir Al Adrush Usfartem Lachem Dachagashvuis. This is an explanation on the Drush Usfartem Lachem, the mimer Usfartem, which relates to Shvuis, because Shuaz comes at the conclusion of the count. Svartam Lachem means you should count for yourselves. The counting of the Omer. Now, um, the Mimer itself, Svartam Lachem, we learned a few years ago. And in between that Mimer and the Beer is another Mimer of Aryeh Kabakor Yochel Tevin, which we learned, I think, two years ago. Or maybe even last year, but maybe two years ago, I'm not sure. And now we're going to learn the Beer Inyan Sa'ira. Okay? Beer Aladrush. I cannot say that I did in any way justice preparation to this Inyan. I just um, really um, didn't even learn, I didn't even review the Mimer itself. I was just trying to figure out the Beer. I can say that the beginning till the middle of, of, of uh, Perek Beis um, went pretty smoothly. The end of Perek Beis and Perek Gimel, Kabbalistic, and I'm, I'm, at this point I haven't merited at all to, that it should open up, but we're going to learn it today and let's see what's going to happen. Okay. Fine. Lama learning after all that introduction. Beer Inyan Sa'ira. Now, Shavuos is a time in which we graduate from barley to wheat. The, 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 the Pesach, we eat matzah, but matzah is not barley. Matzah can, we eat meat, wheat matzah, but matzah doesn't have to be wheat. Matzah can be any of the five types of grain, including wheat. It doesn't have to be wheat. But in the Besamidosh, the grain that they occupied themselves during Pesach was barley. And that was the measure of barley that they offered as a carbon on the second day of Pesach, which that sets off the count, the 49-day count, till Shavuos. Then, when you conclude, we conclude the 49 days, we enter the 50th day, the Torah says that on that day, on the 50th day, then you should be makrev mincha chadasha, a new mincha, a new meal offering. What was that made out of? That was bread made out of wheat. It was also chametz digger bread. And last week, we learned about these two breads. In the Mimer, we learned on Thursday night 
we were trying, we were learning over there in the Maimah how come they waved the Torah, the, the, the Kohen had to wave the bread together with two sheep. And he put the bread on top of the sheep, and that's how he waved it. It was a really interesting discussion we had last week. Why the wheat on top of the bread? Um, the Maimar over here in, is going to discuss why are we bechlal moving from barley to wheat? What is the deeper significance and what's the relationship between Pesach and Shavuos in that Pesach we're still eating barley but Shavuos we managed to start eating wheat. Again, even though they, don't, they didn't eat the wheat, they just um, waved it, the Shtei Maybe they did eat it, the Kohanim, to check what happened. They didn't offer it. It could be that they, the, the Kohanim divided it, so it did get eaten. But it wasn't eaten by all Jews, but by the God. Okay. Uh, so let's understand this idea. What is the wheat and the barley? And the Rebbe is going to explain that these are unbelievable, great, godly powers. The, the Sa'ira, the barley, is representing one level of divine communication and divine influence. And wheat repre- represents another level of divine communication. But the wheat communication is far more essential and core deeper. The barley communication is a external communication. The barley of communication is the way God communicates with the angels. Angels are called animals and barley is considered food for animals. So barley communication is the sustenance, the livelihood that God sustains the angelic world. Pretty powerful. But yet, it's the world of angels. The wheat is reserved for souls, because only souls are called human. And we learned this in the other Maimar also, when we were learning about the quality of speech, that only humans have the quality of speech. We were learning that the angels are called animals, and humans are called medaber, are human, and they have this quality. And what do humans, what do humans eat wheat? So it's a special human diet. And just to really sum up the whole mimer, just in case you get a little lost later in the, in the Kabbalah, which I haven't figured out yet, but just to summarize the, as I see it now, because I, I know the mimer hasn't opened up for me at all. Oh, I do want to say, I'll put it this way, that Samach Tzedek, the difficulty I had with the mimer is that in the back, where they give you the sources, he doesn't give me any other mimer that I can learn that is that parallels this. Usually it says, all oh, these mimarim are based or said along with this. Now you understand, the mimer over here is not an original mimer, it's an explanation on another mimer. So sometimes you don't find much commentary on the explanation. However, there is a mimer in Ora Torah, which he does point to, not here but earlier, and I learned that mimer. That mimer is the... Actually, the same mimer from here, and the tzemach tzedek really is flowing the same flow. However, he inserts a few small little um, ha'ares, uh, little footnotes into it, which clarify some ideas. But then, midway into chapter two, into Perek Beis, chapter two, the tzemach tzedek veers off, and he goes off to explain whatever he's explaining, which is. Smooth like butter on, on you know, on on, uh, on on bread. It's like the smooth, and it's not at it, like it's a machaya. And that mimer I learned, but when I tried going back to the altar of his mimer, he goes on to a different freeway, and he's going in a complete different direction. 
I'm sure it's not in a different direction. I'm afraid that the reason I think it's a different direction is because I don't understand it. But uh, the choice. The Tzemach Tzedek's Maimah would have been a really delight to learn and complete. But we're learning Kuti Torah, so we're going to rough it out. The, but I, again, I have the insight from the Tzemach Tzedek's Maimah, and based on that, I'd like to share. Based on that, I, I think that's what's giving me the, the idea that this is the gist of, of what's talking about over here, what I'm going to share with you right now. And that is the difference wheat and barley both represent the world of letters, of words, of language. Letter, both of them are language. Um, it's so interesting how much we learned about language in the last couple of classes. We learned about words and speech, and especially the mimer we learned before. Not this last week, but the earlier mimer. Um, so language, words, osios, very powerful. It's just that barley is the letters of speech, or even letters of thought, but the letters of thought as they are already very fixed and defined and in, in, enclosed in speech. Because before, when you say something, you first have to think it. So those letters of thoughts are also stagnated letters, letters that are fixed and limited. Wheat represent also letters because the word chita is gematria 22. And these are the 22 letters. So how in the, so wheat is also letters. But wheat is the letters, is the letters as, remember we spoke in the Maimah that letters emanate from the soul itself and floating within the essence of the soul and the very, very pure pre-consciousness of the human being is the source of speech. Those letters are completely one with the simple, undefined, infinite energy of the soul. And that's where, that's a whole different level of communication. It's, as discussed in other memorim, the difference between written letters and engraved letters. Written letters is letters which the letters are in addition to that which is the object that the, let, that the letters are written on. Because you're taking ink and you're attaching the ink to the, to the, to the parchment. So it's a foreign entity. It's not of the essence. But when you engrave something, even though before you engraved it, you had nothing in particular. You had a simple white piece of uh, whatever, whatever you're engraving it. Simple white paper parchment. When you engrave in that parchment, you're getting already some kind of a de definitive something. You're getting an aleph, a gimel, a zayin, a ches, whatever, an a, a q, a y, a z. Whatever it is that you engraved in that, in that, but yet the letter and the thing that it is engraved on, which is the essence, are totally one. So it's almost like those letters are very flexible letters. Even though the letter is now an A, the letter can turn into a P, because it's not like limited to the to the ink that you put on it. It's a, it's an it's still connected to the essence which means it's still rooted in the place that innovated the letters. And therefore the letters, even though they're on the one hand defined, they're really, really, really very much infinite and undefined and unbounded and the like. And he's going to explain an interesting idea. That the angels and the difference of these, of these two letters and why the letters of speech are communicated to angels 
and the letters of these core essential letters that are even deeper than the letters of thought, these pre-conscious letters, why these letters are uh, communicated to, to, to the Jewish people, he's going to explain is because creation, because angels are real creations. So somehow it feels very loud. Um, those letters, the letters of the letters of uh, the angels are real creations. So they are essentially they're created by the fixed letters. Since they're created by the fixed letters, because they're meant to be limited and something a part of God, so God can only only communicates with them these little bite-sized, small little pieces of divinity, of energy. That's what he. That's what they can handle. So two things: he creates them through this little piece of himself that he kind of broke off, so to speak, because it's it's like disconnected as separated from himself to become the soul of the angel, the power within the angel. And therefore, the angel then therefore is, becomes a fixed being. That's why angels are called stationary beings. Oimdim, they can't move. What the angel was, so he will be forever and ever. The angel cannot change his status, even though he flaps his wings and gets excited. But it's all within, within a certain... Um, framework within a certain uh, limited limited uh, thing. However, Nishamis, there's no limit. We have the ability to soar, to go higher and higher, beyond, beyond. There's no limitation. The reason is because souls, they emanate and they really come from the inner, inner, inner essence of God. However, if they're the essence of God, so then what makes the soul a soul? So what makes you have any type of shape and form? The essence of God doesn't have any shape and form. The Ebeshter is the Chmufshet, Hashem, Hashem is separated, removed from any kind of Tzior and Geder, which means any kind of design and any kind of context. So if we are the essence rooted in the essence of God, why do we have a shape and form and a definitive existence? The answer is God carves us out of Himself. But He doesn't add any other material. He's like just making Himself... It's almost like the Abishter is turning himself into one of us. But, but, but being that it's still him, he can unturn himself into that and just be. So we're still connected to the infinite possibility and the endlessness of, 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 of the Abishter, of God. I used to tell us, uh, you know, there was one time I had a. Um, I don't know the thought that occurred to me now. I once had this, like, a, a, I, sh- I don't want to say an epiphany, because it's not an epiphany. It was like a moment of das, a moment of a certain, like, very deep realization that had occurred to me one time, and um, it is a life-changing thought. And I remember what happened was that, I don't know, it sounds like a crazy thing, but I think it's the truth. What happened was I had a very, very hectic, very, very, um, an extremely uh, stressful day full of some deep anxiety. 
I'm generally not an anxious person at all, if you know me, right? But but uh, that was like extremely. One of my kids was hospitalized, and it was situation, and it was very very intense. And I had stuff happening in my Yisrael, and I didn't have enough help. And I was trying to run around doing like a thousand things. Meanwhile, I was running from the hospital, and and I was getting into traffic, and it was erev Shabbos. And at a certain point, I got very 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 upset at God, and like I was like really angry at him. I said. You know, come on, like, you know, it's easy for you to be up there and, you know, chill the whole day and, you know, put me through the ringer like this. I was kind of getting upset at him in my mind. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're upset, so your mind, your thoughts go wild. So even the thoughts that I shouldn't be thinking came to me. And the thought that occurred to me was, hey, God, you come down here and you be me and let me see how you handle this situation. That was my thought. You know, hey, come on, it's cool to be up there, like to be free of everything. But let me see, you come down in my situation, let me see how you handle this, 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 this chaos, this craziness, this madness. And then I, I don't want to sound like a person who's, who has like, a, we, we're, we're all communicating with God, like you hear voices, but it was almost like such a, a voice that I heard that said, well, no. And all it said was like, well, no. Meaning, what I realized was, God was saying, though, isn't that who you are? Isn't, aren't you really me coming down in this situation and struggling in that situation? Because that's who we all are. We, yeah, and if I'm failing, then it's the Abishter's challenge. It's like, oh, this big Abishter who's perfect. God is challenging himself by making himself small in each and every one of us. And putting himself to the test and see how he will do. Because we are him. And it was such a moment of like, wow. It's not like my relationship is not with this Abishter up there. It's a very deep thing. It's him himself struggling through this because he is me. And he is, he is, he is one with this struggle. Right? Go back. I mean, this is just a parathetical thing. I'm mentioning earlier that the that, that Nishamis of Yidin, they're not things that God makes. They are Him. It's only that the difference between us and Him is He is the, the parchment before you scratched out the letters, before it was indented. And we are his, these indented thoughts. But the indented thoughts, these engraved thoughts that are indented in the thing itself is nothing other than the thing itself that it is indented in. It's just that it has a certain limitation, it has a certain boundaries, because it, 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 is, it, is, it is kind of self-restricting itself into this boundary and into this limitation. But it is still, it is still one. But that's our deepest, 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 truest self of our neshamas. But then, after all, the Ebershta does take our neshama and channel it down into a world of real separation. And we come into a body, and we come into a, a thing, and then and then we kind of do become limited. So mitzad, our essence of our neshama, we're really unlimited. But once we come into a, a nefesh Bahamas, an animal soul, and our neshama itself goes down from alu b'machshava, from where it rose in thought, and it descends through the various different different channels and channels and channels, it becomes a worldly entity, and in a sense even more separated than the Malachim. 
Because Malachim don't have free choice. They're always serving God. And we can, God forbid, completely ignore God and do something totally disrespectful or, or uh, ignoring God. So, so what's Matan Torah? Matan Torah is the time that God re-reveals when he says, and he gives us the mitzvahs, he gave, let's take a look at the luchos. What did God give us? He didn't give us the luchos then. He gave us the luchos later on the, on the 17th day of Tammuz, and they broke, but it was really based on Har Sinai. The luchos were the Ten Commandments that he taught us. It was just inscribed on a stone, but how was it inscribed? He didn't give Moshe Rabbeinu a written parchment. He gave him an engraved thing, because the Ebershter was revealing to Moshe Rabbeinu the engraved letters. Now, those engraved letters are communicated to us because we too are engraved. So we receive the Torah from the level of engraved letters. In other words, Hashem is reconnecting us to that essential state. Now, through the Torah, we can all come back to those engraved letters. And the Torah itself is a communication that's beyond, that's beyond definitions. The Torah is this essential connection. And that's the wheat that, is, that we have on Shavuos. The wheat the, that we eat are these letters. Chita are 22, but not letters of barley, not the external letters, the letters that are something other than elokus, other, I'm sorry, other than their source. These are, it's almost like the Abish when he's telling us that Sarah Sadibris, he's bearing his soul to us. Anoichi, who I am. That's the chita. In a sense, Pesach by night, we also had a little bit of that chita element in the matzah that we ate. But that's a flash. And then we come back to the chita again on Shavuos when we have a real permanent revelation of this, as we're going to see. So now let's learn the Mimer. You have this introduction. He's going to start first in Perak Aleph giving us a whole understanding of what the barley is, the relationship of the barley to the angels. So he brings from a Zohar, where the Zohar says that Saora, the word Saora, which is barley, is really from the word Shi'ur Hei. What is, if you take the sin and you change it to a shin, you have the word Shi'ur. Shi'ur means a set amount, a fixed amount. Like you ask always, what's the shear of matzah that we have to eat Pesach by night? What's the shear of how long do I have to wait between milichiks and fleishiks? Shear always means the measure. How much water does it need to be in a mikvah? How much the shear of a mikvah? All these shearing. A shear means a fixed amount. Sa'ira is a communication from God that is fixed, but God is infinite. So how does an infinite God communicate fixed energies, limited energies? And the answer is, it's coming through the hay. The hay are the five gevurais. And the five gevurais are what restrain the infinite so that what is passing on and moving forward is only finite fixed energies. These five gevurais are related to the five organs of speech. The five organs of speech, we spoke about this so many times, speech is really breath. But plain, simple breath is undefined. It's just pure just a simple hey sound, just a simple... But when you have that breath, then 
divided and obstructed by the, by, the, by, the, by the earflow, gets obstructed by the various different organs of speech, that's what chops up and, and, and cuts out and develops these individual sounds of speech, of letters of speech. So letters of speech are energy that gets divided and gets, falls, gets into pieces. Think about speech in general. In speech, you have one singular... I I, want to share with you an idea. I have a concept. Just one flash of an idea. But when you want to put it into words, each... You're going to have a whole bunch of words that are going to carry this idea. Sometimes, as we spoke last week from the Arizal, that the Arizal said that he's going to... Even in 70, 80 years, he couldn't communicate what he saw that Shabbos during his sleep. Even 70, 80 years of teaching. Imagine that. But, but when you do communicate anything in speech, it's a concept, but when you put it into words, you have a whole bunch of words, and those words are made out of letters, and every letter has a little tiny crumb of the concept in it. And that's why when you put all these letters together in this order, the idea will come forth. So the same is when the Abishter is communicating. So as the life energy is emanating from him, it's infinite. But as it passes through the hay, the divine hay, which is malchus, which is the malchus peh, the power of Hashem's mouth, over there is when it chaps into letters. And every group of angels is receiving different letters. S- certain letters that are, that are fit their character, as he's going to explain. Beer in Yinsa'ira, which is the idea of she or hay, a fixed amount coming from the hay. He makes it. Behold, it says, following God, they walk, they move. like a lion. It's talking about the Merkava, the chariots above, the Malachim. They are following God like a lion, passionate with fervor, with excitement. And it also says, Shargoya, the ox. The ox, um, what kind of sound does an ox make? A moo sound, I guess, but I don't know how. It's, how do you translate, in, in, what's the Goya, what's the tra- translation of the word of a, of, of, a, of a cow's mooing, okay? In any case, so it says, uh, Just like the face of, when it says, like a lion, so that's, what, what does it mean, like a lion? Like the face of the lion, that's in the chariot, which is a powerful source of, of like a billion, of like a gazillion angels. That's the lion. Which is that, by the way, is Michael. Michael is compared to a lion. That he roars the Oymer Kadosh, and he says Kadosh in his excitement, in his desire to touch the, 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 the godly. The, the Shor guy, that's the, that's the lion. And the Shor, the ox that's making also its noise. That's the face of the ox that's in the chariot. which it's his avoda is biyiro within fear. Pchenas machne Gavriel, which is the machne, the camp of Gavriel. Upnei Arya in the face of the lion. Upchenas ava is love, which is Michael. It's funny that that by Gavriel he identifies who it is that it's Gavriel, and by Michael he, he just says it's love. The Indian and the idea is so they're excited, but each one in their own way. Aryeh in the way the Aryeh does it, and the Shor, the ox, in the way that the ox does it. The Indian and the idea is, What are Malachim? They are emissaries. 
So we're, we're looking, and a moment ago, we were looking at the malachim as they are getting excited to receive. But the malachim are not only receivers, mekablim, they're also mashpim, which means they're also influences. They're agents. But each one is fixed. Each one is fixed to be a certain shliach. And they have one shlichus, as we know, so in the other mimer, they can't do other things. Like when, by, 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 by Avram Avinu, we find that each malach was sent on one specific thing and they couldn't, they couldn't handle more than one shlichus. Because it's, it's, it's whatever it is that they're set, their energy is set, that's the way it is. In general, we find in the Torah that the word malach is sometimes used for a shliach. It says, Moshe sent malachim to uh, Ace, to not to Ace of to Edo, to ask for passage. So it wasn't angels; it was shluchim. He sent emissaries. So a shliach is also called a malach. Ki malach shliach as it is known. That's why shluchim are expected to be malachim and to do um, like really really cool stuff, because a shliach is a malach. That's why a shliach can never say I can't do because he's a malach. Malachim are powerful. But here we're actually learning the limitation of the malach. Then a malach is limited, and a shliach is not limited. But in any case, like it says, But who is he a shliach from? He's a shliach to pass on some godly, some godly intervention. When God wants to intervene or send or communicate something into the world, he is communicating through a vessel. The malach is that vessel that's carrying it down. And because the malach is completely devoted to his shlichus, and the malach doesn't have any self-pride and feeling like that this is his thing. He's totally bottled to the mashaleach, the one that he sends him. So to the point that we don't even look at the malach as, as, as an entity on his own. The malach is like just an extension of God. And that's why we find that the malachim are called in the name of Hashem. Like it says, Vatikra Shem Hashem, She called the name of God who spoke to her. I think it was by Hagar. The Malach came to speak to her and tell her. So she called the name of God who spoke to her. But hold it, God didn't speak to her, or Malach spoke to her. And the answer is the Malach was the Malach was so transparent. You didn't even notice the Malach being a Malach. The Malach was such a servant of Hashem that all you saw is Hashem, not the Malach. In another case, where the Malach speaks to Sarah and he says, I will return to you, even though the Malach is not coming back next year. Hashem said, I'm going to come back and Sarah and, and Sarah is going to have a son. But the Malach said it. Who's going to come back? God is going to come back. But the Malach can say, I'm going to return because the Malach isn't speaking. It's almost like The Shechina is speaking through the mouth of the Malach. So the Malach can say, I, because he's, at this moment, he's identityless. He's totally bottled to the Yemishit. What's the Malach? The Malach is the Kali in which the Oirein Saif himself, the infinite one himself, who is descending to each Malach in accordance to that level of the malach, which means to, to, um, to, uh, to channel through this malach in accordance to that which this malach is, the chemistry or the character of this malach. That's why Michal is only sent for loving kind, uh, um, a kind of, of missions. Missions of love, missions of good news, and things like that. 
V'yesh v'chulu. And in Michoel itself, we have to understand that Michoel himself appears in all worlds. There is Michoel of the world of Bria, and then there is Michoel's agent, so to speak, continuation in the world of Yetzira, and then there is Michoel of Asiya. Which means when God wants to do something in Asiya that belongs to the territory of love and kindness, He's activating that through His energy coming down, the Oren Tzayv, through the Sfirot, and then through the Malachim, and through the Malach, He executes whatever He wants to execute. There is a Michoel of the world of Asiya. What does it mean? The Malach is a Keli, is a vessel, to this divine influence that is being mispashed, that is expanding from, from the Eibishter. The kivan shehu atzmoi rakeli. Since the Malach doesn't, make, doesn't have anything else, no other business to do but being a keli. Ubatel legabe ha'or. And the Balach is bottled to the light. Vo'or hu ha'ikr. And the oir is the, without the energy, the Malach is puff, he's useless, he can't do anything. He can say on himself, Lashen elokus. He can use, he can, he can identify himself as God because of his extreme humility and non-beingness. So he's not, because they're saying so, as a result of the light that's enclosed in them. The light is God. Good. So this is the light that's coming down. However, a very important thing is that the light that is coming down to the Malach, the light that's descending, the energy of the Orient Sight that's coming down through the Malach is, is particularized to that Malach. And that's why God does different shlichusin through different Malachim. The Ebershter himself is limitless, can do anything. And he's the source of everything. But the malachim are not so. The malach, because the oil will come into that particular keli that fits this, this shlichus. So therefore he's saying the oil, the light. Now, when we're saying the light is specified to the malach, how is divine light specified to anything? Divine light has no specifications. Can you say on God's light that it's kind and not and not and not uh, not uh, severe? No, the Ebrister is is it doesn't have any definitions. Lav mikol inun midas cloud doesn't have any of these midas. So that's why he explains. Right on the pure oil as it is on the higher higher ends in the world of Atzilus over there, Taka. There's no there's no differentiation. But once the oil is coming down through the mouth. The oil is going through Malchus, and it's going through God's mouth, and once it's going through the five organs of speech, that's when it picks up. The energy picks up certain limitations, and therefore certain characteristics. And there is light that is shayach to Michal, and light that is shayach to Gavriel, and the light. The oil and the light that's coming down to them, it's from the tziruf of letters, the Midas Malchus Tatzilus, from the combination of letters that's coming from the Shechina. The Shechina is called Malchus Tatzilus. It's the last and final stage of Atzilus that communicates into the next world with the, with the Malachimar. For example, 
Michoel, the archangel Michoel, Nishave, he came about, Mitzirufe Oisiyos, from combinations of letters, the Midasa Chesed Shebe Malchus. It's coming from Malchus, because Malchus is the communicator from, from, from the divine to creation. And Michoel is in the creation, because that's what Malchus means. He's a king over a nation. So there has to be a creation there. So Dafke in Malchus, there is a communication from the Eibishter to the actual creation. The Midas HaChesed, Sheba Malchus, that's, hold on. But, since which kinds of words are being communicated to create Michoel and not Gavriel? So it's Chesed of Malchus. Because we, right now, we're in, we're, in the, we're in the Malchus count. We're in the last week of Sphira, so we're in the Malchus count. So we have Chesed Sheba Malchus. And then there was Gevurah Sheba Malchus. And then there's Teferah Sheba Malchus. And so on and so forth. So Malchus itself, which means like the, in a king, in, in a king's kingship and in his rulership, he has certain elements in which he's being kind. It's kind elements in his, in his governorship. And then there are certain tough rules. That's the Gevurah of it. So when the king is speaking from the kind place in him, kind words are being spoken. Those words are reflecting chesed shebemalchus. And when the king is speaking tough words, then the words that are coming out of, out of him, the energy of those words are coming from gevurah shebemalchus. Now when that's actually coming into the creation, the chesed shebemalchus words are creating the whole army of Michal, Malach Michal and his armies. And the words that are coming from gevurah shebemalchus are, are uh, creating Gavriel's world. Again, the midas v'kimichol k'moy michol nesavim etzirufi oisis the midas achesed shem malchus from chesed of malchus that seals the gavriel and gavriel etzirufi oisis from combinations of letters the pchenas gevura shem malchus of gevura of malchus uprata pratiyus but really now you gotta wonder michol is not just michol michol has got a camp of trillions of angels. Now we can't say that all those angels are exactly the same, so why do you need so many? Every angel of Malach Michal is slightly different in its kindness. So two people got a visit from Malach Michal, it's not the same Malach Michal. This angel is Malach Michal angel number 3963. And the other one was number 5,900 or 322. It's a different tamshach, even though it's all kindness. The kindness is slanted differently. And when that's going to happen, it's a different... When two people had a visit of Malach Michal, or a miracle happened for Malach Michal, it's, it's a different kind of a miracle, it was a different tamshach, it was a different angel. It was a different agent, or a different aspect of Malach Michal. Oh. Because, why? Because because the Eser Spheres, the Ten Spheres are really, really complex. When we say, Chesed Sheba Malchus, or Gevura Sheba Malchus, we're painting with a very broad brush. If we really start filling in the details, there is much, much, much more, it's far more nuanced than that. Because in Chesed of Malchus, there is Chesed of Chesed of Malchus, there is the Chesed of the, I'm sorry, 
There is the chesed of chesed of Malchus. There is the gevura of chesed of Malchus. There is the teferes of chesed of Malchus. And then so on. And the netzach, they have all the ten spheres. And then in, in the chesed of chesed of Malchus, there is the chesed, the chesed, the chesed of Malchus. And then there is the gevura, the chesed, the chesed, the Malchus. You know what I'm saying? Each one divides and divides in, in, into such... And when that comes out and is channeled through the mouth... It becomes a gazillion different types of words, different letters that creates a different gazillion different kinds of malachim. But each one is slightly different. None of them are two, just like there are no two snow, equally snowflakes. There's no two malachim. There's, there's no such a thing. Every malach is slightly nuanced to be what it is. More specifically, in the ten spheres. Chesed chesed. There is chesed shebe chesed, and then there is chesed shebe gevura, but this is all in malchus. V'chol yud kolol miyud, and every ten includes ten. Chesed shebe chesed, de chesed. See? You have three levels of chesed. The chesed of, of, of chesed of chesed, and chesed shebe chesed de teferes. The chesed shebe chesed of teferes. Interesting that for whatever reason he didn't put in gevura over here. And in accordance to the change of this meziga, of this composition, so to speak, of the spheres, that will change the style or the character of the malachim that are come about from it. Like it says, is there a number to his battalions? And myriads and myriads of angels. Machne Michal, they're all belonging to Michal. Klule Mechesed, they're all incorporating ideas of Chesed. And the various different variations of that Chesed. Ratzaloyma meaning Chesed Shebe Chesed Shebe Chesed, kindness of kindness of kindness. Or Chesed Shebe Gevura Shebe Chesed, or the Chesed of Gevura Chesed. And accordance to the sphere that it is receiving from it, so will be the character of the Malach. Therefore, there is many, many myriads of angels in Michal itself. Even though they're all deriving from one Bechina, they're all coming from Chesed of Malchus. But they're coming from the sub-categories and the sub-sub-categories and the sub-sub-sub-sub-categories that are in it. It's very understood. You have a computer. You have a folder. And in the folder, you have files. And in the files, you have particular documents. And sometimes you have, you open, you click one folder, and that folder is in another folder, which is in another folder. And all these folders together are for the year 2017. And within that, you have all these programs, and in each one, you have it, and each one has its own program. So and so, but they're all from 2017. Then you have another program, which will be 2016, or whatever it is, like people file things away. So there is the, 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 the one folder, which is all chesed, in that there is so many sub, 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 sub categories, and that translates into the malach. Different levels of chesed. Fine. And even though they're included incorporating all the ten spheres, so in those malachim you'll have gevura malachim, and in those malachim you'll have netzach malachim and hod malachim, and so on and so forth. 
It's still called Michal's camp because the over the 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 the, the uh, overall department is the Chesed department. As we said, even though it might be Gevura, but it's Gevura Shabbat Chesed. Pchenas Chesed ki his Gabrus a Chesed Mo'oid Bahem because the Chesed is very very um, um, the Chesed prevails very strongly in them. Va Chesed Mispashet Mehem and the kindness, the element of kindness of God expands in them. And the same is also the camp of Gavriel. They have a whole other approach to serving God. Their approach to God is with dread and with fear. And from the perspiration of these angelic beasts, which are the, according to the Alter Rebbe, when it says, it's referring only to the Gavriel camp from the sweat or the perspiration. From these Malachim, who serve God with dread and tremble and dread, they, and they perspire. So it says, They create a river of fire. Because they gavurah the gamalachim. So the, what, what, the, the, the psoles, the, what, what sweat? Sweat is, the Gemara says, the Gemara says that Gehenim is fed. Gehenim is a big fire. Now, just like Ganeidin is fed, by what? By by rivers of water. There's a river coming out of Eden. And that river, you know, snakes its way down through all the entire Atsilus. And it goes to garden the, the Gan and it creates all the delicious fruits. So how does... But Gehenim is a place of fire. Where does Gehenim get its fire? So there's a river of fire as well. And that river, obviously it's not a, not a good river. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's going down to Gehenim and it causes all the pain and suffering in hell. In purgatory, so so, <clears throat> so we know where the river of the water comes from. It comes from Eden, a place of deep pleasure. Where does the Gehenim come from? So when the when the Chachamim traced the river, they went upstream looking for the river of fire. Where it starts? Where does that volcanic river come from? It's like a volcanic river. Sometimes you see a volcano. It's like a river. So that volcanic river, where does it start? What's its origins? They found that it starts as the sweat of the angels. Malach Michoel, Malach Gavriel's angels, when they're standing in, in fear and dread and they perspire, so their sweat turns into this powerful fire, and it now becomes a, a powerful river of fire, volcano that travels all the way down and ends up in Gehenna and brings horrible suffering and pain. So, which it says that this river on the head of the wicked. It descends. So Pidish, he explains, Zayusan upchenas psoiles. Zaya, sweat, that's, that's the psoiles. What, what is the sweat? When the body gets rid of stuff that doesn't belong in the body. So through the pores in the, in the skin, the body spits it out. And that's junk, it's not good. So the junky stuff, so to speak, the psoiles of the gavura that they have, goes out. Now they themselves are holy gavura, very good gavura. They're very intense in their fear and in their, their, their. But there is in that gavura there is stuff that are like, as it leaves them further, it can become a force, a powerful force of rage and intolerance, because they fear God so much. These angels, and they're so religious. There's Malach Gavriel's. Malachim are super, super, super Haredi. They're like the Haredi Malachim, the real, but like really, but like the real Frumax type of things. 
And because of that, they can't stand anybody who doesn't listen and doesn't observe. And that's their, and they're full of judge, they're full of judgments. Now, when they're standing in front of God, of course, they're holy malachim. But as this judge, judgmentalness, as this thing goes out, it becomes a force of extreme judgment that later goes and burns those that are that are uh, wicked. Pidish the the sweat. This is the psolas. The the the, the red the, the the whatever you would say the act what is psolas psolas is the um, that's a good word for psolas residue I'm looking for a word like that yeah hayoitzomeish that goes out from the fire shumimidas hagavura that's the mid of gavura shebemalachem elu in Kabbalah this is called gavurais kashos these are called the harsh gavuras okemoy hazeya just just like sweat hayoitzomekayach hachamimus when the body gets very very hot. So the body goes and watches It expels the sweat outside. The heat of these malachim. They stand in dread, veresses, and in, and in a real tremble in front of God. And then below, this becomes a sweat, a prosperity. It becomes poison. Because we also know that sweat is poisonous. It's very, very bad. Uh, what the body spits out, one should never like try to take in into their mouth their sweat. Very, very not good because sweat is is dangerous stuff. This is the poison, the venom of the heat. And it also represents rage and anger. Because they're so in awe of God, they can't, they're so enraged how anybody dares defies the boss. And they get angry on the on the on the on the Rishoyim. Since they grasp the greatness of the Ainsov. So that creates a cosmic rage, a powerful force of gvura, of anger, on those who transgress as well. So God on his own wouldn't wouldn't have that rage, wouldn't punish them. It's the angels that are so intolerant of the thing. So they're the ones who create this punishment and this whole thing to... Their thoughts are, how does the person, how does anybody have an audacity to defy God? And that's what creates this union. Okay, but what do you see from here? Their, very, their style is very different than Michal. Michal's malachim. They don't create this river of fire. They're there to be involved in all blessings and all nice things and all good things. Now we need the, we need the, 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 the Gavriel Malachim as well, or else the world would become a total jungle. Everybody would do whatever they want. There would be no law and order. So for instance, in the world itself, the fact that you have so many people that have to, not have to, I'm saying, in, you have people that are very gvuridic, very demanding, very judging, very, they're, 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 they're prosecutors, they're judges, they're, they're, they work in the prisons, they set up... Look, like all these systems that involves regulation, but then involving also punishment and fine and parking officers that walk around and, keep, and give you tickets. All these people, they're all Gabriel souls. They're all plugged into this flow of sweat. That's sweating down, it's sweating buckets. And that whole 
sweat that's flowing flows in these people's souls to create that energy. They have a pleasure. If they wouldn't have a pleasure in being parking enforcement, they wouldn't do it. I would never take that job. Never in a million years. You pay me a million dollars, I'm not going to walk around and give people tickets. I'm not going to do it. It's against my character, against my nature. I, I don't have it in me. But there are people who have like a deep, it's a quiet pleasure. I'm not saying they sit there and revel. But it's like a subconscious delight. Why? Because that's the character of their neshama. They come from the Gavriel department and they, uh, they have this, this, this intolerance for anybody that breaks the law. So now, so in such kind mode and the various different levels of kindness. It's interesting how in Michal, when he spoke about the, law, the malachim of it's interesting how the Altar Rebbe emphasized different things. I mean, you can really, if you really sit and analyze and try to get into the depth, the depths of the Maimah, we can... Why, when he talks about Malachim, he wants to bring out one Nekudah, Apipashtas. That, that, that the Malachim, each one works and operates in a different way. So but when he's talking about Michal in a fixed, definitive form. So when he spoke about Michal, his emphasis it was so much on how the, how the Chesed is so nuanced. And there's so many elements. that said, two Malachim don't do the same Shlichas. Each one is a different element of chesed. When it comes to gevura, he's not talking about the nuanced elements of gevura. He's talking about how that gevura eventually becomes psolus kashas, becomes harsh gevuras. Like, why is this the... Em- and then soon he's going to mention, he's going to talk about the third level of malach, because there, there are four beasts. In the chariot, there are four main malach. There's the lion and the ox. And then there is the uh, there is the, the, the eagle and the human. So he's going to speak about the eagle, and in the eagle he has a whole different explanation. And the human he totally ignores. He doesn't even speak at all what's happening with that pnei adam and what's his inyan. Interesting idea. I don't have an explanation. I'm just pointing it out. But the reason why the malachim are so compartmentalized and so specified is just because they're receiving from the barley. This is the idea of the barley. Shior hay. It's godly energy that gets shior. It becomes limited from the hay. How do you know the sa'ira is the food of the malachim? Because the malachim are called animals. And what do you field feed animals? You give them barley. That is the food of the angels. Hanikra behema, which are called animal, arye, lion, shoyer, and the like. What's the idea of shoyer? Shashir umida niktav lahem. A shear, a certain amount, umida, and a measure niktav lahem was allocated, is set aside for them. Mipchinas hay from the hay, hainu, hay moitzah esapeh, the five organs of speech, and this chalik, and then it divides. Five organs, so each, each one of the organs creates different kind of letters. So there are letters that come from the lips, the letters that come from the teeth, the letters that come from the tongue, letters that come from the palate. Right? So these are, and there's letters that come from the throat. So there are five organs of speech, five different... Uh, oh. Now he says that these five organs of speech, these is the source for these different groups. Because there are five organs. So the letters that come out from one particular, from one organ, are mainly flowing towards Michael. The letters that are coming out from another one are mainly flowing towards Gabriel. And so on and so on. And that's why. And he's soon going to explain, but if so, there should be five, 
five groups of angels, and we know there's only four. The, the, four, the, four, the four beasts of the chariot, that we'll get to soon. As he says, hey, myself, and it's chalik, and it's divided, ledalid machnois, to four camps. Machna Michoel, the camp of Michoel, Pnei Arye, they're the lion. Machna Gavriel, the camp of Gavriel, Pnei Shor, they're the ox. Upchinnas Pnei Nasher, now he's going to talk about the eagle. What's the eagle? Eagle, the sages, the sages um, associate an eagle with compassion. Hu Rachmanes, the eagle is a compassionate bird. So what does this mean, angels? What, what does it mean, compassionate angels? What's their inyan? What is, what is the idea of them? We understand the loving angels, and we understand the angels of dread. And how about these, um, uh, what's it called again? Uh, how about these, uh, the, 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 the eagle angels? What are they? It's down here by, by the human rachmanises. When a person is serving, when a person is activating the rachmim element in his soul, the teferis of his neshama, the rachmim, is a person is evoking mercy al mahashem on his being, his or her being distant from God. And when a person feels this mercy, because we're we're capable of messing up, so when we mess up, we suddenly feel tremendous self pity on ourselves. What have I done? I'm such a loser. I can't, I can't believe it. Again, I've done this. Again, I can't keep my commitments. I can't keep my achlatis. Every time I try to get up, I get pulled down again. And after, think, after you have this experience quite a lot, you, the, the rachamim is true, you have mercy, you have self-pity, but it, gets in, it also mixes in with certain marish chayra, means bitterness. Bitterness and... and, and, uh, and um, What is the word that it's used? Not depression. Depression is atzvah more. Marish Chayra is used uh, for a different... Uh, what do they use for Marish Chayra? so tired, so my head is not producing words today, no? Uh, a little help, no? You're, the, you're ladies. You're the, you're, you're, you're the masters of words. No, the actual translation of Marish Chayra means a black gal. There's Mar is the gal, and there's different colors of it. And a black gal is more a... Uh, Okay, um, melicolonous, that's what it is. You couldn't help me with that. Venoifel, and they fall in the Marish into melicolonous, right? Meli? Melon, like a melon, like a. What? Melancholony. Colony? Melancholy. Okay. Uh, uh, we should never have to deal with that, so no, shouldn't have to deal with it. Uh, he falls into Malishchayr on his distance. It, and now there's a benefit in it. So, why does the Abish to make that if it's a bad thing? That you get Rachamim from your self pity, you fall into, oh, like it says, from every sadness. Sometimes, temporarily, it's good to be in this down state because this creates within the person a, a powerful frustration. Which that frustration is the fuel that breaks you out from where you are to improve. So bechol etzer from this sadness that is involved with the self pity with the rachamim yemoiser comes in advantage. Good, that's down here that we can feel mercy on ourselves for being what, for being such shlomazels, again and again we're shlomazels again because we fail. But malachim they don't fail. They don't go distant from God. They're always close. They're always doing the right things. They're perfect beings. 
So what's their service of Rachamim? You can't say they have self-pity. Because what's their pity if they're all doing what they're supposed to be doing? They're so perfect. They also feel tremendous pity for themselves. They cry for themselves. They sob for themselves. Oh, I don't want to be a part of that Malachim group. Anyways, they're always, what, what, what is that? They appreciate what? The greatness of the Ein Sof. And they're feeling compassion, not for the sins that they do, because they don't sin. They're feeling compassion for the fact that they are beings, they're created entities. And they feel how, just by being a created entity, entity they, they are so pathetic. They're so limited, they're so distant from truth, from the ultimate emes. From the greatness of the Ein Soif. There's no comparison between a creator and a crea- the creator and the creations. That's why the Rachmanus is so great. On all the worlds, even the highest of worlds, is also, like you say in Yiddish, a bitter Rachmanus. A, a very, a very bitter, bitter uh, pity, a pitiful state, and they evoke that. And as a result of these malachim evoking that, we can also pick up on that energy and, be, and feel compassion for ourselves in our Yiddishkeit, in our avodah. That's part of hamarachem rachem aleinu. We're trying to bring us as tshuva always involves this feeling, a feeling that Alter Rebbe says in the Gerasa tshuva, tremendous pity for your neshama that has fallen. But if that energy would not be in the air, if that energy would not be in the cosmos, we couldn't, we couldn't innovate it. We're able to only, we're able to catch on to it because there are certain waves of, of compassion that flow. They're literally like, 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 like uh, sound waves. There are these waves of compassion that these angels that come from the eagle, they flutter their wings and they create these waves of compassion. And we pick up on those and feel compassion for our own, for our... And we apply it to ourselves on a whole different level. Because we really have compassion on ourselves because of the mess-ups that we constantly have. So, the S, the Zehu, but what happens when you have compassion? What happens as a result? What happens as a result of this? Of this? uh, What happens as a result of this uh, sense? What happens as a result of this sense? of deep compassion, of deep self-pity. Another feature about an eagle is aside for its, um, aside for its deep, compassionate, deep compassionate soul, an eagle also soars very high. Because that's what it is. As a result of the compassion, when you have compassion on someone, when you see someone in a lowly place, what do you do? You give him a hand. So when one is mo'ayr rachmim on himself to how lowly he is, he evokes God's compassion to come and pick him up. And that's the meaning of the wings of eagles. God says, I have carried you. When Hashem came to give us the Torah, He says, I have lifted you up on the wings of eagles. What does that mean? What's the deeper meaning? We were flying on eagles. What does that mean? It means the just said, I sensed, I had tremendous compassion and pity for your nebachtig estate that you're in in Mitzrayim. And I came down and swooped down with those malachim of compassion. And they're the eagles. And they lifted you up on their wings, which means they picked you up from the, from the epitome of lowliness and darkness. For you, for people who were 49 days earlier, 
They were entrenched in idolatry and in every perversion of Egypt. They were entrenched in such loneliness. They were so disconnected. 49 days later, 50 days later, they're entering into the chuppah with the Abish. They're getting married to God. That's like, whoa, how did that happen? And the answer is because of the compassion. Hashem had Rachmanis on them, and He picked them up from the Mem Teshare Tumah, from 49 gates of impurity, and lifted them up to the greatest heights. Vezeu ve'esa eschem, and this is the meaning, Al-Kan finishonim on the wings of eagles, shali yois Yisrael, oi ba'oises man b'mitzrayim. Because Yidin, at that time when they were in Egypt, b'choy meru b'leveinim, they were stuck, we turned over the page, page 22 in the, b'choy meru b'leveinim, with mortar and with bricks. And in order for the Yidden to be merit matan Torah, which is total, they hear they're working with bricks and mortar, and suddenly they're standing face to face with God. They can't have a greater, a greater trend. Upon him, upon him, Dibir Hashem, the Abish should speak to them. It's through the wings of eagle. That lifts, how long does it take the eagle to go from very low to very high? Very quickly. It's Shoots right up effortlessly. And that's how the Abishter picks the Jewish people up out of what? Out of mercy and compassion. Okay, so then and these are Malachim, they execute compassion in the world. Malachim that execute harsh judgments. As we said before, they are the energy of the parking enforcement people. They're coming, they're getting this, this, this. And then you have the energy of the of the of the of the ones uh, that that are angels of goodness of, and then there is the how are you going to differentiate the compassion malachim from the kind malachim, oh, so that you have to differentiate what's in chesed and and rachamim and a lot of discussed in chasidus amongst them. But but it's interesting and that's it. He doesn't talk about the fourth angel, the fourth one which is the face of man. No mention about him at all. And what does that represent? Elachain and therefore. The four camps, each one has its unique character. And each one has its unique style. Why? Because Because when the energy is flowing to them, it's coming through God's mouth. And when the energy is taka, simple energy, the chayus is simple, but once it goes through the mouth, the mouth cuts the chayus into various different shapes and forms. As it's going through the organs of, of speech, each one is individual. Each one is sp- specific and different. Oh, So right away we ask the question, what happens then with, there is, there is, in, in, in the organs of speech, there aren't only four, four, if there would be four organs of speech, perfect. The four organs of God's speech, which are the, the different types of letters, they each one, later, once they come out of Hashem's mouth, these letters go to Machna Michoel, these mal, these like, but it would be four. But here you have a fifth one. Where does the fifth one go? Ah, the fifth moitza, the fifth organ of speech, com- communicator of letters, is the most important from all of them. gimel, yud, chaf, and kuf. Four letters: gimel, yud, kuf. And kuf. Now, if you would say these letters, you will sense pressure on the top of your mouth and the palate. Gimel. You have the, the, the thrust is up, even though you're moving your tongue as well, but the thrust is on the top of the mouth, on the palate. Yud. You also have the, 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 the thrust over there, the chaf, the kuf, all up there. 
So these are the letters that are coming from the palate. And what's their, what's their uniqueness? Kimul yud chav kuf bechech. Now what's unique about the palate is that the palate is associated with taste. Most people, we generally associate taste with tongue. We think that the taste, the nerves, the taste buds are all on the tongue. But Nechassidus says that the more powerful part of tasting is actually up here in the palate. I mean, I, I was in the mimer, so that's for sure it's that way. The kulam, what, and what is it? Up here. Why is this to set the place of taste? Because the, the palate is right beneath the brain. The brain is up here, and this is the highest part of the mouth under the brain. So it's connected to chachma. And chachma is what has, tastes everything. The flavor, flavor of, of an idea is in chachma. Hold on. In chachma is, is tamim, is taste. Like you say, when you want to know what's the, even, even, even in Lashon HaKodesh, when you say what's the reason of something, which reason gives something flavor, what is the word you use for reason? What's the tam? No, that's siba, siba is a cause. When you say the, the reason, what's the tam? So it means, what's the taste? So you see that, and that's why it says, tamim b'chachma. The tamim, tamim means three things. Tamim means taste. Tamim means a reason, an explanation. Why does Rameyer say so? What's Rameyer's tam? What's his reason? What's his explanation? Which is the flavor. And then another one is, uh, tam also means in... in um, Tam also means um, in the Sefer Torah, the nigin, the tamim, the, 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 the pashtam, the song, that's also called tam. So it says in Kabbalah that all these four elements that there are in, um, these are three meanings in tam, but in letters, there's letters, we spoke about it last week, there is crowns on the letters, and then there is nekudais, chirik, shurik, and then there is the trap. So, this relates, each one is relating to a different sphere, to a different element. And tamim is in chachma. So taste is also, since taste is also the same, taste is in chachma. Which tells you that from all the five organs of speech, there is the palate, if any letters that are coming through the palate, those letters are saturated with chachma energy. They have a lot of chachma. Now what did we learn, and what do we always learn in Chassidus? Chachma, what's the real Indian of Chachma? The real Indian of, of Chachma is Bittl. Koachma, the power of Bittl. So the letters, Gimel, Yud, Chaf, K, these are the letters that communicate and channel Bittl. Where do they channel it to? They channel Bittl into all the other letters. Why do the other letters need the Bittl? For a very simple reason. We're speaking of four different camps of Malachim which later become four different types of energies in the world, characters of people that are different. People that are into being kind always, and people that are the law enforcement, that are always into two different character types of people. People filled with energy of love, and people filled with the energy of discipline. Both of them are needed for the world. You have only one, without the other, you'll have a messed up world. However, now even though they're so different... They somehow have to work together. If the letters 
that are coming out would only be four, if the Abishta would only have four Moitzah there would only be four, because that's what you really only need. Four letters, Michal, Gavriel, each one be Mechabal from a different one, without the fifth Gimel, Yud, Chaf, Kuf, the Chech, without that Bittel digger place, well, what would happen is, these four different groups would drift away, each one in a different direction. Michal would go off and would create a world of love, so to speak. Gavriel would have his entity of this, and there would be no communication. There would be different, complete isolated, things would be separated. There would not be any scalalus. There wouldn't be any harmony. And that would be impossible. The world couldn't be. So what needs to have over here is, you need to have a power that even though the letters are different, it joins them and brings them together. Bringing all the camps together. Bringing a certain uh, integration, like we spoke about the, the Indian of Tikkun last week. The verses Toyu, where in Toyu everything was just extreme, but to be able to harmonize and bring things together, that's through the power of bittel. Remember we learned. Because why should I get along with him? I'm, I'm for sure right. It's all about love. It's not about discipline. Get away discipline. It's all about, it's all about love. It's about love. And discipline thinks it's all about discipline. It's all about that. If without what's love. So, but in order that they should communicate, in order that there should be some kind of a, an appreciation for the other, it requires bittel. That was one of the problems in the world of Toyo. That Toyo didn't have any bittel. Each sphera was, was arrogant. The spheres were completely one-track minded. They saw themselves as the only possible thing. They didn't have the humility to tolerate someone else. Right? So now, oh, so this power to harmonize the letters and to harmonize the words, oh, that's interesting. I noticed this for the first time today. Let's take a look at those letters that are coming from this harmonizing Chachma Diga Pittel Diga place. Gimel. Now we know what's the power of Gimel. Gimel represents peace. Aleph represents only oneness. Bez represents Machloikis. Two, two parties. Gimel, Achayove Yaakosev Ashlishi. You have two Psukim that are at war with each other. They're clashing. Comes the third Pasuk. And, it's, and, it, and it makes peace. It harmonizes. finds a, a pshara. It works the, the middle ground. The Torah is, was given, everything about the Torah was given on the Chodesh Ashlishi. Tonight is, today is the Chodesh Chodesh. We just entered into the third month. Why was the Torah given on the third month? Everything about the Torah is three. As the sages say, it was given on the third month, on the third day, meaning the third day from when Hashem said you should start preparing. And it was given through the third Person, Moshe Rabbeinu, was the third in the family. It was given to a Jewish people that are divided into three, Kehanim, Leviim, and Yisraelim. The Torah itself is divided into three, Tanach, Torah, and Leviim, Meksuvim, and so on and so forth. There's so many other things that are pointed to that there's three in the end of the Torah. Because that's what the whole idea of Torah is, to bring harmony, unification, bridge, and, 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 and bring a, 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 a synchronization between all the forces of creation to, to unify everything together. So that's Gimel. Gimel is the, is, the, is, the, is the number of unification. Now 10 is also that number. Because 10 is what, what 9 we learned last week is really three, three, the three, the three dimensions. You have three and each one has a beginning, middle and end. And what's, and what's the 10th? The 10th is what takes all these, all these nine points and unifies it into one entity that carries all those nine akudas. And Lechura, I'm not exactly sure, but 20 and 100 is the same Indian, but in a higher level. But it's the same idea. 
So the gimel yud chaf and kuf in the individual in their in their as a letter you can see in them that power of escalalus, which is really rooted in chachma. So that's what he's saying over here. The fifth moitza of letters, in the palate, the kulam and all of them in chachma is the third line from the top. The kulam and all of them in chachma is beridu. They all have a bitter, which means the bitter is that they have that bittle that they can get along with each other. Who is the one that makes peace? And this is the meaning of the pasuk. It says his palate mamtakim is so sweet. It's a simple meaning that we're speaking about God. Knesset Yisrael is saying your palate, which means your words that are coming from your mouth. Oi, mamtakim is zis. It's sweet, means the Torah is so sweet because it's coming from Chikoi, from the Eberster's mouth. I think that's the regular pshat. I didn't look it up. But the deeper pshat, according to the Alter Rebbe, is like this. Chikoi, those letters coming from the Chech, which is the Gimel, Yud, Chof, Kuf letters, Mamtakim, they sweeten the judgments of the other letters. What did we learn earlier? Initially, the Hashpa coming from God is a singular flow of energy. How does that energy then get divided into specific powers? That's the power of the Gevurah. Hey, Gevurah, what does Gevurah do? Gevurah is machalik. Gevurah divides things. Gevurah separates. So it's the power of the Gevurahs that come. And what does the Gevurah do? The Gevurah comes and separates, defines, and cuts. Problem is when the Gevurahs become too intense, it's meant to divide, but divide, but yet keep all of them working together. If the Gevuris become too strong, and each one goes off and becomes an entity on its own. I'll give the example, let's say, I mean, since in, 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 in a government, the United States government, okay? In order for a government to be, you have to have different factions, and you have to have conservatives and, 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 and liberals and Democrats and this, and, and only together you will create a, a, a society that works. But you see, for a few hundred years it worked. But then it starts to unravel. And what happens is to unravel, you suddenly start getting two countries. And each one is moving in a different direction. And you see the whole thing is coming apart. Because as long as the two can't sit together and figure out how to incorporate ideas from both sides and, 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 make, it, and make it work together, you're just going to have a mess. And none of them are going to be right. They're both going to destroy each other or destroy themselves. There has to be some kind of a, of a, of a hiskalalus. It worked for a while, but without that bitl, I guess, without whatever it is, it will fall apart. It doesn't work. So now, the, 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 that, that's what happens also with the Oisiyas. True, you can create Malach Michoel, the right-wingers, you create Malach Gavriel with the left-wingers. All good, but there needs to be Something that is is mamtik the gevuris, which is the the rigidity of each of each party of being one hundred percent right and being intolerant of what the other one is arguing. That's where the sweetness in the physical the palate 
tastes food, and taste is in Chachma. And these Oisias, Gimel, Yud, Chav, Kuf, they sweeten the judgments of the other four Moitzais. And the other four Moitzais, the judgments can become strong. What does judgments mean over here? That each one becomes stiff in their own way. And not willing to budge. Now to understand a little better the five moitzais, the five um, the five uh, letters, the five powers of speech. The idea is so. Let's first understand. The idea of osios is that every ois, every letter, is a flow of energy. It's just that initially the, the energy before, in other words, there is movement. There is energy flowing. Now the oisios are giving specific design to that otherwise undefined flow of energy. Kemoi, this idea of oisios is amshacha. Kemoi, for instance, vayipach ba'apav. When God blows, now we know that when we, when we speak, we exhale breath. Now he's using an example where it's not just a regular exhaling of breath, it's a very intense exhaling of breath. And that is when a person is blowing. When a person is blowing, but what is he, I guess the point of using this example is, it's the idea of a hamshah, when you blowing. When you're blowing, meaning there is airflow that's part of your life. And when you're blowing it out, you're being your mamshich, your energy outward. You're directing your energy outward out of yourself. When you're blowing, you're taking very pnimiyas to get energy from the deep. That's why we say in the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, man If you're blowing, you get it. You 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 get completely exhausted. Why? Because you blow your inner life force out. When you're talking, you're also giving breath, but you're giving. A more chitzonistic breath, but you're giving breath. When one blows a blur of life, and now when this Hamshacha comes, now when God blows out a Neshama, what happens? It creates, it creates, it created Adam, created a human, it created a Neshama. It came about and it brought about Seichel, it created intellect. The soul, because nah, the Rebbe wants to explain, I think what he wants to explain is, we're saying earlier that from the Oisiyos, from the letters, God is creating through his letters, all these malachim, so you got to wonder, I mean, if they're just becoming from letters, how do they turn into intelligent beings? If anything, if God would have created these malachim from, from his intellect, they would be intelligent beings, from his emotions. But here he's saying he's creating him just from his speech. So if he's creating him such from his speech, how do they become completely sophisticated beings? So he says, no, no, no. In ois is being mamshich a chayos, an energy. And when you find by Adam Arishon, when God created him, God blows air, and that air creates intelligence. Because what is the air that he's blowing? It means he's being mamshich from inside himself, and he's the source of intelligence. And from, and the Dibur is able to create that intelligence. 
Dine Nishmas Adam Arishan, which is the Nisham of Adam Arishan. Ki'inyin a Pirish Hevel, what does Hevel mean? Ratzeloimar, the idea of Hevel doesn't mean, doesn't have to mean physical breath. It means his pashtus chayosanefesh. It's the life of the soul that is now flowing outward. That's what a Hevel means. Kumoi, it would be similar to his pashtus akoyach shebeyad lasis komalach. A person can be sitting with his hands quiet, his hands on, a, on his lap, and his hands folded, and nothing. Then, what happens? He, does, he gets up, takes out the toolbox, and starts chiseling and cutting and making and doing, and then a few hours later, you come back and there's a table. So what happened? How did the table happen? What happened was, this person had an espashtos, his koach, his ability, his talent, and his ability, and his energy, that tool now was unpotential to create, a, to create a table, now was activated, and that energy was channeled out to actually do something. Now, doesn't mean it's always in that state of amshach. That's almost like he's blowing, he's, he's a hevel, there is a hevel of asiyah, there's a hevel of koyach ha there is a breath coming out, even though it's not physical breath, but it, that's that activation. Now it's possible that when he goes to sleep and he's not doing anything, what happens to the Koach HaMaisa? The Koach HaMaisa is in a non-Hevel state. The Koach, what Hevel means, wind is blowing. It's going out. But it, it, when he's sleeping, the wind of his Koach HaAsiyah is, is folded back up and he's not using it. When he wakes up, a person goes out to his work, he begins to doing, machin doing. So what is happening? His hevel again is flowing. But that's a very, very low hevel. The level of koach of asiyah is a very, very external kind of a hevel in a person to do actions. Then there's another type of hevel. A person can sit down with students and teach. That's already much more than, than giving off a physical energy to make a table. Here you're taking mental energy and intellectual concepts and ideas, for, and you're also blowing it out. You're flowing it out. The hevel is moving outwards. So when we can understand when God activates His hevel, His power, He creates an intelligent soul like other Mauritian. comes out from that. But it's all going through the oisiyos, through the letters. Because the letters are, when we learned many times, letters are couriers. They take that energy from the inside to the outside. The expansion of the power that's in the hand last is to do work. When he's asleep, a person is not able to do anything. But he says, This bechina that you're seeing is going on when, when, he's, when he's making something is only the chitzainius of the soul. The person is activating his power of action. And above, there is also something like that. When God creates the physical world, it's also called that he activated, he did it with his hands. Above, we also have this concept, we say, Hashem made heaven and earth. This is an external, in the world of Asiyah. Fine. We say, Bereshis, in the beginning, God made heaven and earth. That's an external energy. But, but the Pasuk also says, with the breath of his mouth, cold Tzavam, all the heavenly hosts. Oh, because the heavenly hosts, they're not physical. 
They're in a far more spiritual, sublime world. They're not the recipients of the Abishter's koach of Asiya. They're the recipients of the Abishter's breath of his mouth, of his debord, of his speech. They're receiving a more panemius digenyan. Avol, as he says, Uberuach piv koltsavam, shehem mepchenas, hispashtus chayas ahevel. They're receiving from the hevel, because that's what it's saying. Beruach piv, the breath, the actual wind coming out of his mouth. That's the hispashtus chayas ahevel. Shu yoiser pnimi. It's more of a pnimius digenyan that he's giving them. He's giving them more an internal power. The yesh pchenas hispashtus amachshava. We know of breath. Flowing breath. That's what we can see. We can see the physical hispashtas. That's what he gave the example of a person sleeping and his hands are folded. When he wakes up and he's active and he's doing, so the hevel of asiya is flowing. Then you have the hevel of dibur flowing when we speak. And then we have the hevel of machshaba, the breath of thought. That means when you're thought, when a person is thinking, there are times when you kind of shut down your thinking. You're not mama shut down, but you're not thinking anything productive. You're not focusing your soul into your thoughts that you should have deeper thought. You're just kind of daydreaming and relaxing and and just allowing your head to float everywhere. It's not really called thinking. But when you're actually focusing the thought and thinking deeply and so forth, so here you're channeling also energy, but energy in thought. Energy is moving, but it's moving in thought. And then there is deeper than that, energy moving, emotional energy. When emotions are active, when a person's emotions are stirred and moving and expressing, right? And then there is intellect, intellectual energy. And then there is rutzon and type. So these are all levels of soul, but there's two dimensions. There are times when things are kind of returned back in the soul in a silent state. And there's times when these things are in an outward motion, which means in a state of espashtas. All these, all these things are called ICIs. These letters, because every time it's Hevel, it's breath. Breath with ICIs. Breath represents the movement. The OCOs represent what? The, sp- the specific direction this, this energy is taking. Because if you have your intellect, for instance, operating, your intellect can come up with a gazillion different ideas. The fact that it's, 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 it's now um, innovating and thinking about this particular subject, this particular Indian, that's the oisios. The oisios give character and the design to this particular energy. Just like in speech, we said before, you have simple breath, and the letters themselves cut that breath into specific kind of pieces, into, into its specified design. Same too is in the deeper elements of the soul is also that way. The energy of a person can say, I'm going to think now. Oh, so you turned on the hevel. You turned on the hevel, but you didn't yet add the oisios in. Once you add the oisios in, it starts taking on specific form because it needs oisios always to move to the outside. In its source, it doesn't really need the oisios. The oisios are vessels in which it, it moves out to the outside. Holding over here. Then there is an espastus of thought. And then there is even a deeper espastus, a deeper expansion of midas, of emotions. And then there's higher than that, haratzen. It's interesting that he skips seichel over here. And the same is also kol ha'es On all ten levels, there is an espastus of netzach, there is an espastus of hoid, and so forth. But down here, it only reveals rak 
only five different levels, and I don't know what he's referring to when he says it's only misgalified. Uh, five types of oisiyas, we said earlier, but there is five bechinas that are being misgala lamata. Which elements of five? I'm not exactly. I guess we have to look up in Eitzchayim what the Indian that he means over here, that there are really ten or even more than that. But what then? But it's only misgala below five. For oisiyas, melosh, and osa boker. Now, the word, why is it called osiyas? Because what we said earlier is ois means there is an espashtus of the nefesh. The soul is, is, is pouring out, is projecting, is expressing. That's why to the recipient, to the one, to the student, let's say, once they see the teachers opening their mouth, they're beginning to talk, what's happening? Daylight is coming. Give an example. I'll give an example to that. Um, students, sometimes when you're in yeshiva, you, know, well, this, you have to make a laning on a gemara. Which means you, you, there's a teacher that will give a sh- there's a teacher that will give a shear on the Gemara, but but first they want the students to try to figure it out on their own. Sometimes it's an extremely complicated sugya, a very very deep of things, and all the students are in the dark. They have no idea what's flying. They couldn't make heads and tails with Taisvis Rajb and all these confusing things going on. They have no idea. They're all sitting patiently by the teacher. They're waiting. Teacher came late. He's not even in class yet. It's still dark. Finally, he walks in, sits down, opens his mouth. Oh. Also, biker, morning is coming. Suddenly, this whole mishmash and confusion and and and, 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 sedre, and all this all this uh, uh, darkness that we're having, light will come and will now illuminate because the teacher will say, "Wow!" Suddenly, well, whoa! Everything now makes sense. It all came together. So it's called also biker. And what will? How will the teacher? How will the teacher's insight and ideas go from him to the students? Well, there's only one way. Just by sitting and smiling, it's not happening. It's going to happen by the teacher actually communicating words, osios. So osios is Malashan asa, something is coming. It is, wor- is coming out of the source to the makabal, to the recipient. So now we can say that any type of ashpa, of, of the Ein Sof, of the Abishter's energy, outward to the Olamos, to the worlds, on whichever level, Malachim, Neshamis, and higher, it's all osios that are emerging outwards. It, which is really a hevel, it's a hevel, it's a flow, but a, a flow it, it, it dressed in oisios. Hold on. Okadera uh, calls you there. For oisios, Moloshin, also boy, morning is coming. What's the first Amira? When God starts talking, what's the first thing the Torah says? Let there be light. It's light. Which was Hamshach of Chesed. He's not bringing that in of Yehi or to tell you that Oisius. He's saying that the first one was Chesed, was light. The second one was when the Abishter was Mashpia from Gevura. So Yehirakia, let there be a firmament, separation. All of this is Hamshacha of Oirein Soif. Binishamis, inishamis, bibchenes pnimis. Dinishamis receive what? The most inner, inner, inner hevel. Vayipach biapov. Menishmas chayim. The is blowing. Blowing from the deepest place in him. Nishamas are receiving the flow from machshava, from thought. Yisrael alu b'machshava. Yidin never rose in God's thoughts. So it's the Abish's thought that's flowing to them. 
Malachim, they're receiving from Dibor. Uberuach piv koltsevam. That's the Dibor, that's the bread, the Morchitzainius. And physical creatures in the physical world are receiving from Kayachamaisa. That's also Oisius. It's just Oisius of action, Oisius of, of, of deed, not Oisius of speech, letters of speech. The Nishamis are receiving from Pneumius, which is what? See, the river flowing from Eden is the same idea as the Hevel, as the breath flowing. Because the river flowing also means this. It's moving outward. It's going down to the garden. And who hangs out in the garden? The Nishamis. The Nishamis are in the garden. The Malachim that are more external. They're always in the chitzainius of every world. So they're not in the... The panemius of every world is the ganeden of that world. The ganeden of that world is the inner, innermost of the world. The external part of the world is where the malachim are. And that's why the malachim are called the, the guardians of the garden. Because just like a guard stands on the outside and he guards. So angels are on the outside. Shaimre agam. They're the guards of the gan. Vine malachim. So... This hashpa, which is this hashpa, which is this hevel that's flowing, so it's called sa'ira. Why is it called sa'ira? Because what did we say earlier? She or hey, once it goes through the icy ice, it goes through the mouth. What does the mouth do with it? Chops it up into particular things so that it should be mashpi at each place. Now, Lachori, we can say that the sa'ira, barley, which is she or hay, is on every one of these ashpas, because all these ashpas are coming through icy ice. And the icy ice are what? Are what set a boundary. Osiosa, what set the limitations. But we find that what? But really, no, the icy ice are really in the ashpa that's going to the malachim. The ashpa that's going to the nishamis is not called so much barley. It's really wheat. Which means, as we spoke in the beginning, beginning of the mimer, that kind of influence that God is influencing is not fixed and rigid like the malachim, which they're receiving mamish, a fixed slice, and this is what they have, and they cannot move. They can't like break out of that which the Abishter has given them. Because as it's coming to the... the, the, the uh, in the more chitzainiistic parts of nefesh, when the oisius go out, when the oisius are formed, the osios are like prisons. The oisios are very, very, they're locked, they're closed, they're very defined. But the osios, as we spoke earlier, of panemius anefesh, in the inner, inner place, those oisius are far more flexible, far more stretchable, and therefore, the, the, the neshamas that receive from this deep, deep level of oisios are not receiving from the barley, she or hay. They're receiving... Okay. But even though, I'll be pashtas, because when you learn the mimer, you're not really, I think, not really getting that deeply what he's saying. He just gave a whole thing out. There's all three are receiving from these ICIs. But yet, in the beginning of the mimer, he emphasized very strongly that the malachim are receiving the barley, the shear hay. And he's going to explain later that neshamas are receiving a different hamshach, higher. So therefore you have to understand that that's what he's saying over here. The chitzoyniestige hashpa from the malachim and onward is called barley, shir hay. The hashpa that he's giving to the neshamis, the vayipach of that kind of hashpa that he's giving to Yidin is not so'era, it's not barley. But yet, 
Yidin, even though they are not receiving the barley, they're receiving something much deeper, as we're going to see soon. They're, they're connected to the wheat, Matan Torah, Shtei which is made out of wheat, not out of barley. Represents also letters, but a much, much deeper letter, level of letters. Yet, we are responsible for the barley as well. Because the Malachim can't get their barley unless we do the Omer and we wave the barley. In other words, so on, on Shavuos, on Pesach, the Jewish people are actually the ones who activate all the energy that's going to flow to all the angels. They're all dependent on that one measure of barley. On that one Omer, a measured Indian, one measured cup, the measure of, of the barley... That's, someone asked me, Rabbi Kupfer, this week, I met him by a chasana. Rabbi Kupfer, from Maimonides. I met him by a wedding. And he asked me a good question. He said, I don't understand. He says, we don't find any carbon in the Torah. Not one carbon in the Torah. That you name the carbon by a measurement. You have a carbon oil, you have a carbon mincha, you have a carbon shlamim, you have a carbon this, a carbon that. Carbon tomid, I mean, it's the constant that you're doing it, but... The only carbon that's named after a measurement, it should have been carbon sa'irim. That's what it is, it's barley. But we're not, we're not calling it sa'irim, we're calling it carbon oimer. What's oimer? Oimer is a measurement. The Nesachim have a certain measurement, you don't call it carbon chatziahin, carbon lug, whatever, because there's no measurement. How come the oimer is referred to the omer, not the heinef, so everything is on the measurement. But now we get it. The whole Nakuda of Oimer, the whole Nakuda of barley is measurement. That's what barley means. Shior hey. So that's why we emphasize so much the Oimer of it, that it's an Oimer. I, I told him I'm going to give him an answer. And, I, I, and now I see, the Ebishter sent it to me. This, the, I'm going to call him. Okay, so now the, the Oimer is what? The, 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 um, so that too is dependent on Yidin. The hashpal that's given to the malachim, which is the shir hey, who al yedei Yisrael is to, because Yidin are in charge over everything. Since God created the whole world for the sake of Yidin, so Yidin are not only responsible for their own nourishment, which is what we're going to get on Shavuos, which is a much deeper nourishment, which are the letters of, 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 of the inner oisius of Machshava on its highest, highest, most essential state. But before, and the halacha is like this, there's a lache in Torah that says that you're not allowed to eat until you first feed your animal. It's not lache. You're not allowed to sit down to lunch if you didn't go out to your cows or your work here, this, and give them to eat first. That's the So every year when it comes time for Shavuos, God wants to feed us, and we're called human. The human first has to make sure that the angels have to eat. That the behemoths and chayas and all that has to eat. So Pesach, we first busy ourselves with what? Getting the Omer flowing. Now why? Now the Omer is flowing already since creation. God has already, what is the Omer? Saorim. What's the Saorim? The Barashir, hey, when God created the world, He channeled His words through the five organs of speech and created these channels. Yeah, but it has to be refreshed every year. Because everything dries up. It has to always... And the omer, we have to lift those letters back up to their source to recharge themselves, to get back. It's like, you know what it is? You know what it's like? I think I'm making it up right now, but I think this may be what it is. It's, it's like 
Sometimes, you know, someone, a teacher and whatever, they teach a lot, they teach a lot, and they get tired from teaching. So how do you refresh it? If you give them feedback on their class, which means you come back with the thoughts and ideas of what they said, and they say, well, you know, I think you can apply this like this, or like this, or like that. That re-stimulates the teacher to teach again. Or else they get tired. But they want to get feedback. When someone gives them feedback, I heard like this, I it, it creates a, an inspiration, and a chayas, and a taino. So how do we give the Abishter feedback from all the Soyrim? The Abishter's channeling Soyrim the whole past year. Pesach, the Abishter is done, judges the world on Tvua, on grain, which means the feeding of the entire world, of all the Malachim, all of that. And we, he gave us last year. Now what happens? In order for him to give us new this year, we have to give him feedback. So what do we do? We take an, a measure, Dafka a measure, because that's the whole Indian of this energy. It's a measured energy. We put it in a cup, we, whatever it is, we lift it in the base. The lifting it up means giving God feedback, giving it back to Him, these letters, and that stimulates a new amshacha, and, for, for, and that's why we're allowed to eat the barley, the new from the new year, the malachim have what to eat. It's all dependent on that measure of barley. Then the Abishta says, okay, the malachim are busy, they're, they're munching, they're this. Now let me go give you the Torah. Abishta hoped that what the malachim would be so munching their, 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 their straw that they wouldn't notice that we're getting something, we're getting pie. They're eating straw and we're getting pie. So they, he thought that that would happen, but then the malachim realized that they're, they're, they've, they've been sold down the creek, that they're only getting the straw and, and we're getting something much better. So then they started fighting with Moshe Rabbeinu that they wanted the Torah. Fine. But that's the Nakuda. Every year, the malachim get theirs, comes Matan Torah, it's time for, to feed to feed the Jewish souls. Awesome. Unbelievable. I didn't see any of this when I learned it before. It's really cool. And the Hashpa of the Malachim. through the In the Mincha of the Oymer. That the Koyen lifts. That's why it's called the waved Omer. The word omet, the word tenufa comes from the word tenupe, give a mouth. We're giving God a mouth to speak. Tenupe, give a mouth. Omer ha tenufa, the omer that creates and stimulates tenupe. O pidish bezayar balak, tafkuf peiches, base, tenupe, tenu kavoid. Kavoid is also malchus, which is the union of speech. Alias hanukva, we're elevating the shechina, we're elevating the energy of the shechina which is Shechina's mouth and speech, to her source, and from there the Hashpa comes down a new flow of life and a new flow of energy. And this we're going to stop for, for a few minutes, take a little break, and then we're going to continue. It's all yours, Chosyet. I stop. Okay, time to continue over here. Ah. Perik Bay is, as I mentioned earlier, I don't know, okay. I don't know at all what's going to happen over here as we move, but let's see. Ach is, however, on Shvuiz Ketzir Chitim. Shvuiz is a time when Shvuiz in the in the, in the Gemara, the the pasuk refers to, and you see it in Rus. One of the reasons we read Rus during that time is because it's a time describing in Rus about the cutting of the cutting of the wheat. Shvuis is Chag Katir. What are we cutting? What are we cutting at that time? It's the wheat. And not only that, in the Beis Hamikdash, they brought a special offering of wheat. And that was like at the primary ceremony of Shvuis. 
the waving of the two breads. However, in Shuas Ketzirchitim is the Ketzirchitim. Who? What is that? Who Hamshacha? That is also Hamshacha, as we said before. Uh, so the Tzemach Tzedek adds; he doesn't say it over here. Soora, we're saying the whole time that Soora is osios; it's letters. And we explained before how letters are fixed, limited, and fixed and defined. Because the energy before it enters the letters are very, is very, you know, simple, and on on when it goes through the mouth, it goes through the letters. The question then becomes chita. We always learn all the time. Chita is, is gematria twenty two. Ches and tes is seventeen, plus another five. Hey, is twenty two. So chita is the twenty two letters. Letters. If it's the twenty two letters, then it's also letters. So why are we making a whole story that Sa'ira is she or he because it's the letters from the he matzoy sapeh. Chita is the letters also. So on that, he's being mechalik and he's saying, there is icy ice on all levels of the soul. There's letters. But the letters, once they're actually in the chitzanias nefesh, in the more outer parts of the nefesh, those types of letters are really limiting and, and constricting letters. That means once something... And the marshal is given in Hasidus is something that the Tzemach Tzedek is, is like this. If I said Baruch, and all I said was Baruch, and all you have Baruch, from the word Baruch you can't deduce Atta. Atta, you need to go back to the source and figure out what the next word is going to be. But from the actually Oisius itself, it only has Baruch in it. It doesn't have anything else but the Baruch. Because it's fixed. So the Malachim are very fixed. She or he. However, the chita oisios is a much deeper level of oisios. It's the oisios that are emanating from the very, 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 very core, innovative, um, pure, innovative fountain of innovation of the of rooted at the very core be- essence of the soul's of the soul and its endless energy. So the letters over there, there are letters in this very subconscious, hidden, hidden place. Though, over there, there's also letters, but those letters are carved out letters. They're not letters, we spoke in the beginning when I gave introduction on the Mimer, those are not letters of speech or, or, or written letters, where the letters are written on top of something, imprinted. See, letters that are imprinted are very, are very confining. But there's another kind of a letter where the, where the object itself, the letter and the object in which the letter is coming from is one. So those letters are very core letters and, they, and these letters are not really limiting because they're attached to the source from where the letter emerged. And that's why the letter is kind of free to like draw new energy and new life into it. It's not fixed and packaged and closed. That's what was given by the, by, 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 the, by the giving of the Torah. When God gave the Torah, He gave us the wheat, which means He revealed to us core, essential, deep, innermost truths, so to speak, of His inner personality, of His inner, inner, inner being that, that are, 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 the, are, are like inner carvings of who God is. Not chitzonius diga, uh, external level that a person is 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 dressing upon himself to uh, 
to beautify themselves or to communicate or to leave an impression or kind of thing. Those are external kind of letters. Then there's a letter where, and that's why he's explaining that chita, wheat, see the unique thing about wheat is the sages tell us that a child does not know how to call father until he eats wheat. And, I mean, the child meaning until he eats taste the taste of wheat. So in Kabbalah it explains that wheat has within it the, the energy of das. And that's why the sages also tell us that the Eitzah Das, according to one opinion, was wheat. Imagine that, the tree of, 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 da, da, of, of, of Eitzah Das, tree of knowledge, it was wheat. It, that's what it was, it was, the wheat must have been very big, that it was a tree. But that's the, what it is. Why? Because for whatever reason, wheat gives you Das. It's fun. If the wheat gives Das, must mean that the wheat itself is higher than Das. Because if it can produce, and the consequence of eating the wheat is Das, is a sign that the wheat itself is above das. So what does that mean? It's a very, you see, it's something like this. Uh, let, let, let me say. To understand a little better the difference between the two kind of letters. The two kind of letters. Letters that are like attached to you, or printed upon you, and letters that are, are you itself. Not, not. People, people know us. We we become known to people in our surrounding, in our community, based on what? Based on the conversations that people had with you. A new guy moves in; no one knows who he is. Slowly but surely, people start talking with him. You, get, so you see what, what, what this person is all about. What does he talk about? What is he into? What is he like? What kind of person is he? You know, what's what? So a person reveals himself to his surroundings through a speech. That's ordinarily. But then there's a different opinion. Whenever you are representing yourself to others, you're not really, 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 really presenting your true, 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 deeper inner self. You are presenting yourself to others how you would like others to view you. There's a certain filter, there's a certain um, constriction, a certain filter that kind of creates the separation. So you want to protect yourself or whatever it is, so you put up a certain, I'm not saying a show, a person could be a very honest and straightforward person, they're not trying to pretend, but automatically you're showing a certain filtered version of who you are, not your raw, real, deep energy of, of who you really are. Now, that's to an outsider. A child, however, knows their father. And when you say knows their father, I'm not talking about the child knowing their father when the child grows up and becomes a therapist or becomes a psychologist and he analyzes his father like he's analyzing someone, not analyzing his mother. My father is this type of guy, that kind of guy, that kind of thing, and that kind of person, so and so. My mother is like this, my father is like this, and has a whole... Uh, a whole intellectual description about what they're... Now, of course, that child who's analyzing their father and their father's uh, psyche and so forth is getting a much better uh, description on that, man, on that father than other people, strangers looking at him because the, the child knows their father from the inside out, from the house and from, from being with them all the time. But we're not talking about that. I'm talking about the child knowing that this is my dad when he's a little, little child, when he's two years old, one years old, and they know. And the knowledge is, it's not 
a knowledge in the external features of who what you are. It's a very, very deep knowledge that you're my father and I'm connected to you. And you're, we, we, we are, it's, a, it's not a, it's not a, it's an atmiestic thing. It's a very, very essential kind of, and, and, and the child really doesn't know. But again, it's not, when I'm saying no, it's not like, okay, it's not, okay all children know their father. No, it has, it's nuanced in the sense that they, 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 they just know the, 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 the inner essential, not intellectually in explaining, but they know how the father ticks on a subconscious kind of a knowledge. You know what I'm saying? And that they get when they get wheat. Say, just say, when a child is small, you have a bunch of people, doesn't know what to differentiate which one is his father. Once he starts, when he's nursing, he doesn't really know that. Once he gets weaning off the, 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 the milk and he starts eating grains and particular wheat, suddenly that opens up that, that, that knowledge to know their father. But we're not dealing over here with knowing in terms of sophisticated knowledge. It's knowing very deeply who my daddy is. It's a very deep bond, a very core essential bond. The, that to his letters, the father is revealing himself to his child through the wheat that the child ate that gives him the capacity to know him. But these are not letters of pretending. These are not letters of dressing myself up in, I want my child to see me like this or see me like that. The father kind of like bears his, 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 his essence in that relationship to his child. Then I'm saying a little bit. Let me try to find a... a uh, The famous story when the Tzemach Tzedek was a, was a little boy. When the Tzemach Tzedek was a little, little boy, he was playing. He used to play in the Alter Rebbe's room because his mother passed away and the Alter Rebbe promised his mother that he would, uh, he would take care of him. So he was his like father. When he was a little, and then the Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe Play, put the little boy on his lap, and he asked the he asked the um, the tzemach tzedek. What he was like two years old, maybe less. He says, "Vida zeda, where 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 is your grandfather?" He asked him, and he didn't answer. I think or whatever. So he said, "Is does the zeda?" Pointed to his nose. He said, "Nay, this is the nose from the zeda. This is my. This is the zeda's nose." So he said, "He said, no, this is this is the cup from the zeda." And so he went through. He said, no, this is the ponim from the Zayd. Okay, fine. He says, if we didn't answer. Then the kid went and he was playing around and said something fell down or something or the kid, he fell down and he cried out and his grandfather came running like, like this because his, because, because his grandson got hurt. And he came running like, and then the boy said, that's the Zayd. That's it. So that's what I'm talking about. You know... You know, you know that, 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 that deep, deep, deep core connection you have. That too is letters. It's letters. Because without letters, there's no, without letters, everything, there's no, there's no revelation at all. 
Every revelation to someone is through letters, but these are carved out letters of father and child. This is, this is this, I'm giving you my guts, I'm giving you my being, I'm giving you my, my everything. I'm, I'm there. That's, that's, that's what the Abishta revealed to the Jewish people by Har Sinai. It wasn't external level, levels, professional letters. To, when the Abishta created the world, he was giving professional letters. Right? Those external letters, academic letters, words of speech, words of science, words of philosophy, that's what he was giving. To the Jewish people, he was giving himself. He was bearing his anoichi. I am God, you're God. That's the wheat. Because I said earlier that wheat is higher than das. Das is all the information we give over. That's information, that's das. But this is not knowledge. This is deeper than that. This is the inner nelam hidden digamitsias or, or of, of who I really am. That's what I'm transmitting to you. And that, that's the 22 letters of the Torah. Because the 22 letters of the Torah are these, not, they're not external kind of letters. Let's read inside. This is Amshacha, the Giloyahelim. It's the revelation of the concealment. Shalomailam and Adas. It's higher than Das. Why? Ki Das Chita Because the Eitzah Das was a Chita was wheat. Because as the sages say, a child doesn't know how to call his father. Since, so you see, through Chita, Nimshach Giloy Pchenes Adas. Chita reveals Das. Since Chita reveals Das, that means that the Chita is prior to Das. Therefore, vuhu gilu yahelem, it's the revelation of the concealment, shalamailam and adas, higher than das. The hainu, what does that mean? Pchenasa noichi Hashem elokecha, I am God, your God. Not, like meaning to the rest of the creations, God reveals himself through his names. Names are certain like external um, projections, that those projections actually cover on who, who you really are. It's like, remember I was talking before about the two types of letters? You see, when you write letters on a piece of parchment, the place where you're writing the letter, the actual ink is covering on the parchment. The parchment is being blocked by the letter. The same is also when I am presenting myself to you in a certain way, that very presentation is blocking you from seeing me, who I really, really, really am. Because I'm, I'm kind of filtering and, and assuming, and I, I want to be so-and-so, or I'd like to be so, and I'd like to be... So these are all like cover-ups on who you are. The, 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 the engraved letters, what's the engraved letter? The f- meaning the source and the letter are completely one. There's no cover-up. If so, what's the idea of the letter? After all, without the letter, you have no grasp on me. Through the letter, I'm making myself... That, I, that, you, can, that you can actually... I'm communicating something. But what am I communicating? I'm communicating essence. That's what God says on Noichi Hashem. That's why when, uh, when He gave us the Torah, later when He wrote it down, He couldn't write it on parchment, written. He, he engraved it in stone. Because these are, these are engraved, these are engraved, deep, inner, intimate uh, core of who God is, He's sharing with, who he, with us. Anoichi Hashem Alekecha. Anoichi, I, Misha Anoichi, who I really am. The lace machshava Tvisa where there's no thought can, can grasp, das nigla, and the revealed das, das can't go there, das which is the revealed, it's, it is das, but it's das hanelam, 
It's like the child knows his father. It's not a revealed, sophisticated kind of a das. It's a very inner, deep, it's almost like an intuition kind of a das. A child knows his father intuitively. Not a, not an, a, 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 an, explain, an explanatory kind of a das. Rakal derech, just like shahatine koira abba, just like a child calls out father. Even though the child has no idea how this is his father. The child doesn't know why this is his father. What's this person? His mother, he understands, you know, kind of more. But the father, what's the father? He doesn't know the biology of, 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 uh, of procreation, of, of, of having children. That this person, what does he know? So then, how, but yet he knows this is his father. Because it, what is this? This is like an essential kind of a deep intuition that he knows that this is the person that no matter what he has to hold on to this person. This is the guy taking care of him, and this is the person that's always there for him, and he knows that very deeply. And in terms of our relation with God and this revelation, that comes from God's very self, it's Hashem's very being. It's much higher than the barley revelation. Because the barley, as I said before, it's words, fixed words. I take ideas, I communicate ideas into words, and the words and the letters are fixed and limited. But when I'm giving out these core essential, essential letters, the letter and, and the author, the letter and the author of the letter are completely one over here. It's totally one. It's not like a a, a, a letter that gets disconnected. That's why the Abishta says, when you take the Torah, you're taking me. And God said that. The moment after we took the Torah, guess who's here? Hashem is here. So I, need, I need you to make me a place to live in. So what are you doing here? We got your Torah. We didn't take you. <laughs> you can't do that. You take the Torah, you took me. Because you're taking, you're taking the letters. You can't separate. If you have letters, if the letters would be written letters, you could kind of copy them or scrape them off and put them on. But if you have engraved letters, there's nothing... The letter has nothing but the thing it's engraved in. That's the very substance of the letter. So the Torah is the Abishter. So God is here with the Torah. It's not an external thing. So it's much higher which is the barley which is the food of the angels. That is the word of God. And that's the meaning of they arose in God's thoughts, but which thoughts? Not the lower thought, but the, the, that's the law. That's the thought that comes before you speak. That's called lower law. The, uh, we're talking about a much deeper level of thought. Okay, till here in the mimer, I have some level of understanding. The rest of the mimer, I'm totally blank. Let's see. Maybe now it'll, it'll make a little more sense. In Exiv, it says, It says in the Pasuk that not on... So now, introduce... Okay, if this is so deep, so what does it have to do with bread? What does it do with the chita? Okay, the Ebrister is giving these inner letters, but what does it do with... How is, that, how is this physical? So he's going to explain the general idea that we spoke last week, that in general we need to know that the... That the um, the domain tzomeachai, the inanimate and plant and animal, that, is, that even though it's in our world, it's much lower than us, in its source, it's much higher. Because the way we connect to this deep, 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 innermost letters of God 
will be through, through two loaves of bread. Why through two loaves? What does bread have to do with it? Two loaves of bread are going to connect us to these deep core essential letters of God as they are. How does it go with bread? The answer is, bread actually comes from the world of Tayu. And the difference between the world of Tikkun and the world of Tayu is exactly this idea. You see, in the world of Tikkun, which we discussed last week, is a very perfect world, everything is wonderful. The problem with the world of Tikkun is exactly what I've been speaking about before. In the world of Tikkun, the reason why the energy was so perfect and so harmonized and so wonderful and everything got along together, it's because in the world of Tikkun, the Abishter was not revealing his raw emotions. In the world of Tikkun, the Abishter was kind of being very professional. In the world of Tikkun, God created the world as a professional. So when a person is being professional, so they're, they're totally blocked. You're not seeing a person. You're seeing... So, but, but they're, they're only allowing what is filtered to go through. And that's what happens. So everything is very nice and wonderful. But it's not personal. It's not deep. The world of Toyu, the reason why everything in the world of Toyu went, 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 went bonkers, the reason why the spheres couldn't handle the light, and the reason why the spheres got this, was because God wasn't being professional. God was being raw. He allowed the energies of chesed to come out like in its pure, un- unfiltered state. He allowed the gavurit to come out as Zevi Starf to Zion. Bang! Uh, that was the pro- but the problem is, it was a messed up world because these, these are powerful, contradictory forces. So the Abishtah had to hold that back. Pull that all back and let's create a professional world. So he creates this professional world. And that's where man dominates because the man, the human being, he's the, like the sophisticated being, the ultimate... The ultimate re- representation of intelligent, well-behaved, well—you know—you know—developed uh, uh, person, filtered, filtered. That's a human being. When you look at an animal, you see raw stuff. Humans, sophisticated, and that fine. But the problem is that we're dealing with a deep relationship with God. We want to get past that. The Abishta wants us allow us, so to speak, into the world of Toyu intensity. So for that we need to go to that place, to these oisius achakukas, to these very deep letters, raw energies. We have to we have to look for the stuff that re, that are that that come from that world, and that's what the bread is. The bread animal. Last week we spoke kevasim. Last week we spoke about the difference between keves and kesev, but we're lifting things back up to tell you. And over there, not only do we have sheep, which are, we use, but we even use the bread, which the bread is even higher, because the lower something fell down here, it's from a higher source. So the bread is from the das of Toyo. The kvasim is, the kvasim, remember we learned this last week, the kvasim is from the shin, from the three midot of the world of Toyo. Chesed from, but, and that's what the shin is, Bez is chachma, shin we said is the three midos, and, 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 and chaf is keser. That's, 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 but bread is higher than the, this. It's from the intellect of the world of Toyo. It's from the Das of Toyo. Which means, but what kind of, what kind of, when we say Das of Toyo, what do we mean by that Das of Toyo? We mean not a Das of sophisticated ideas, a Das of a real deep in, intuition of God's core qualities of who He really is. Not qualities, even is. What? To a certain degree, yeah. We spoke about that last week too. Okay. So um, we're holding over here. A bira dover, the explanation of the matter is. In Exhibit says, The man does not live on bread. 
the word of God that's in the bread. That in the bread there is a spark from Olam Hatoyu, the word of God. From him man will live. Even though we always ask in Hasidus, man is going to eat bread and bread is going to give him chayas. Hold it. Because the bread hangs like a spark of God. But the human also has a spark of God. What is the... The word of God is also in man. The word, the human is from the world of tikkun. In the world of tikkun, the energy is dramatically reduced. Why? Because we said before, it's all God is acting with kind of disconnect. God is acting from a distance. He's acting professional. Ever wonder why God's relationship with the Jewish people is so stormy? So stormy. So like, sometimes violent. And he doesn't have that kind of relationship with the rest of the nations. It's the same idea that a person could be the best, well-behaved person and everything outside of their home. But with their own family? (laughs) Why? My own family, I'm not pretending. I'm just being. I go outside, I put on a filter. God invited us into him. So did it, like, you know, it's all, it's all that raw stuff. But of course, in a, in a holy, godly, but that's the relationship. It's like deep, this is essential, this is core, this is, oh, but how do we get there if we're stuck in the world of Tikkun? So how do we get into that raw world? We got to take, we got to pick up the debris that fell down from that world of Toyo. And what is the debris that fell down from the world of Toyo? The bread. Kemare, as he says, because like the the mus kise, the mus kamara adam. I don't know what Dafke brings the idea of zivug zun. That's why I told you I needed more time on this, and I didn't have a chance. All of this is from the world of tikkun. but this is what fell down from the shattering of the vessels. Binoiga, it fell into Klippa. It's messed up. Venoiga there is a noiga there. And noiga is from the world of Toyo. That's why it's Klippa. And Chita, and particularly, Hubela. When the kings of Toyo fell, where are the kings, the powers, the spheres of Toyo? We know they're hinted to in the family of Esau. Not the family of Esau, the family of Edom that says they when Esau went to the Mount Seir, so it describes over there the kings of Edom. So it says about this, it gives us a whole history of eight kings. By seven of them it says they died. They, they reigned, they, they were king, they were appointed king, and then they died. Bela is the first one. So according to the Arizal, Bela represents the first collapse of the highest level of Toyu that fell. That's the, people make a mistake, they think that when, when, when in Toyu seven kings fell... Who are the seven kings? Chesed, Gevurah, Teferes, Netzach, Hoid, Yisoyed, Malchus. But it says in, in Arizal, that's not true. Malchus didn't fall. What fell was Das, Chesed, Gevurah, Teferes, Netzach, Hod, Yisod. So there was no Shvira in Malchus. The Shvira was from Das and onward. So now, and then the six Shviras following Das. So the first one, 
that's fell, the, which is Bela, that's Das. And the Chita comes from that king that died. So the Chita is related to the broken Das. But which Das are we talking about? Not the Das of Tikkun, which is more like, um, as we said before, a more Chitzainiastig Das, a more rational, calculated kind of a Das. Uh, we're talking about an, an intuition kind of Das, a very deep Das. When we get back to the Chita, when we use the Chita, we can access these this, this, this more, this deeper element of the, these carved out letters, as we spoke earlier. The Chito, who Bela, who's Bela, Shuhu Arishon, he is the first Lezayan Malkin Kadmoyim, for the seven um, ancient kings, the Toyu. Pchenas Adas, the Toyu. He's the Das of Toyu. El Lamata, but he came down. Because at the Shvira that happened, he fell down, the Toyu. Nevertheless, since he's still from the very high world of the world of Elian, he can add more vitality and energy to the person. And when it comes down below, so even though he comes down below and he's, a, he's, an, he's down here in a shattered state, since sages say that every, every blade of grass has a malach above, so the same is also these toyu digger things they have their malachim, which means they're still connected to their source. And therefore, when we eat them the right way or whatever, we draw energy from them, from their source. Their hashpa comes from very high places. So now, when the child is through the, through the wheat that he eats, the child knows how to say, Father, what kind of das is this? He wants to prove. He wants to prove that chitim, that wheat, he wants to prove that wheat, the das that we get from wheat is a very, very personal, a very deep das. That's why he's saying that when a child calls father through the food that he eats through the wheat, as we said earlier, he doesn't know why he is his father. He gets a bond with his father. Believe tam das. Without any reason, which means in this very raw, intense, core, essential state. This bond is very deep. Because it's, 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 a, it's a revelation. But it's a revelation of who you are. The very, it, it's not the filter. A person is always operating with a filter. Filter, but that's external energy, filter. And usually the inner human being remains hidden. The raw human being remains I'm only being, I'm only allowing to flow the oisius that are flowing, the flow, the hevel, that which we spoke earlier is the old, the hevel flow, is only from my external outer, outer flow, not the raw me as I truly am. That's never coming out. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't, besides in, uh, when, when, when a father and a child through the chita, there is a revelation from father to son of what? Of this, of this core, core, of his true inner hidden self, that these are these, is being now conveyed to his son. That these are these carved, these are these carved letters. Pidish Giloy Adas Hanela. When we say the, the Das that's being revealed through the Chita, it's not revealed Das, it's hidden Das. Shalamailam and Adas Hamusig. It's higher than graspable, understandable Das. Vahinu Das Toyu. 
What we're talking about is the unique das of the world of Toyu. It's higher than the das of Tikkun. Which is the musa, a, 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 a pre, understandable das. And that's why it's born through the chita. That comes from das to Toyu. I'm going to skip the Oyesh Loimar for now. Because it's just going to... Now the truth is, Saora also comes from Toyu. So Saora also has a moitza pi Hashem. It also has. But the Saora in general comes from the external elements of... It's a very chitzonius digashba. It's after the filter. It's not... It's not... It, it, it's not this deep inner inner core. Uh, it's it's prepared speech. You realize you have someone. Um, when a person has a Mechsidim, there used to be there used to be this Indian that when someone comes to a, a speaker by a fabreng, in today's days it's different because we're just so we're so disconnected. So when you when you hire rent, you you uh, you uh, hire someone to come speak or something. So you know, they, they prepare a speech. So Chassidim really didn't like that. Prepare, you sit down, and you allow you sit down. And you allow raw, you allow. This is all being mamsha from the world of Toyo. This is very important. Without this, we're not going anywhere. Ah, oh. So what am I saying? When when you uh, when a person is prepared, you know that what it's 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 as we said before, it's filtered talk. If I bring in this, you want people to sit, take a little mashka. Allow your neshama to flow from its core being. Be true. Just, just allow the inner, higher, core, essential, nekudas atzmias of your neshama to come out. It's dangerous. If a person, it can be turned into stama, nefesh bahamas, tigigrapkait. But we're talking about when you have real deep people, and they sit down, and this and that, and they sing nigunim, and what you're really looking for is that the oisiyas hachakikah, these carved out letters of their neshama should come out. That's what you want. That, that's the depth of it. So that's chitim. Sa'orim is vegam b'sa'orim yesh moitzapi Hashem. Barley is also has a moitzapi. Shemachaya sa'adam that gives life to the person. Ela she'enoi mashpia boy giloy ahelim. The sa'orim are not mashpia giloy, a revelation. Of, of, the, of the core essential helem de human being, which means who you really are at your core. Shua das hachazak, which is that strong das, shema oilam ahelem, that's from the concealed world. That's not coming out. That's coming out in the wheat. And that was Aseris Adibris. Aseris Adibris was the most intimate talk that God can, can give. Onoichi. I'm just being me. And now, now, when you reach these ICIs, when you touch upon these letters that are carved out in God Himself, that's when you've gone out of what? You've gone out of limitations and boundaries. 
Because what creates all the limitations and the boundaries in the world? Which we say earlier. The Ebesh does much be energy to the Malachim. How is he much be the energy to the Malachim? Through the Sa'ira. What's the Sa'ira? The, she, the sheer hay. The hevel, the, the, the breath that's coming through the Ebesh's mouth, gets chopped up by a cookie chopper. And what's that? A cookie cutter. And these are the five, five powers of speech that chop it up in various different sizes and different shapes and different forms. Once something is fixed and transcendent, it can't budge. That's why the Malachim are called Oimdim. But Neshamis, we said, are what? Called Mahalchim. Why Neshamis called Mahalchim? They also come from Oisiyas. But they come from these core essential Oisiyas that are still rooted in the, in, in the core of the Ebershter. And these Oisiyas are one with the source and therefore that's not limited. But the problem is, we said, even Neshamis, that even though they come from that place, once the Neshamis come into the bodies, they come into the Mochitsanias, the world of barley, they too are fixed. So by Matan Torah, however, the Ebershter reconnects us to those core essential letters of our, of our neshama as it's one with its source. And therefore, I am God, your God. I've taken you out. Through the anoichi, through these letters that I'm reading now, through the wheat, I'm taking you out from the land of constriction, from the land of limitation. That revelation of the concealed, that is what's taking you out my Eretz Mitzrayim from the land of Egypt. Where are you rising to? You're rising to the place of intuition in God way above intellectual comprehension. Because intellectual comprehension is what? It, it's always has a limit. Because you're using your mind. Your mind needs to grasp, needs to define things. And definitions, those are the limitations. But the deep inner, inner, I hope I'm using the right word of intuition, the deep inner like awareness and, and knowing, what he's talking about, but not the knowing of intellectual knowing. Knowing from, a, from this core essential place, that knowing is not a knowing of the mind of the, of, 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 that has a limitation. It's just a deep bonding. That's what it is. Mitzrayim nikra bina. Bina, which is understanding, is called Mitzrayim. Ubina bigarain. And bina, we know, is associated with the neck, with the throat. Shumetzar, it's a narrow place. It's separating between Mohan, which means it's reducing. It already reduces things. It already, it's the source of Gevura that we said earlier causes. And that's coil, which means it is a hamshacha. But it's, a, it's again, and I'm not sure of this, it's a more chitzainiest thing. It's the coil that's mo'er kavana. I'm not exactly sure what he wants with that. That's why Pare was in Egypt, and his three main ministers are all in the neck. Are all in the neck. Pare is gamatria, it's not gamatria, it's the same words as ha'oref, the neck. And his three ministers are the three pipes that are in the neck. In the neck there is a esophagus, there is a a food pipe and a windpipe, and then there is an artery, a main, main artery that runs through the neck, which is, uh, I forgot what it's called, the tra- 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 trachea. No, trachea is, is, the, is, the, is, the, is, the, is the blood vessel, is the, is the, okay. So these are the three pipes. Para we see, when, when Yosef comes down to Mitzrayim, we, Para has three ministers. He has the Sar Hamashkim, he has his, his, his bartender, He's got the Sarah Oifen, the baker, and he's got the Sarah Tabachim, the butcher. His government, these are his, this is, I always laugh when I think about this. 
These, this is like his cabinet. Is his butcher, his baker, and his. Uh, okay, I guess uh, you know that's what they were busy doing in the palace. I guess what he's saying is that when you're dealing with Bina, everything is becoming constricted. That's why, for example, you have an idea, once you're, once, you're, once, you're, once you're understanding the idea with rational, logical explanations, it's already limiting in it. And once it's limiting in it, that's why once it goes down to the neck, it gets even narrower and it's kind of diminishing until it can produce the emotions. Emotions are even less energetic, meaning than the intellect. They're more, there's a certain symptom and symptom and symptom and symptom until it gets more and more symptoms. That's as long as we're, not, as we're dealing with the Bina. We're starting with Bina. But when we get into this Dasanelam over there, the flow of energy is Einsof, is infinite. It has to get narrow. But that's all, all Mitzrayim. But you come out of that Mitzrayim. You come out of those Mitzrayim and out of those limitations to experience. Basically, the Alter Rebbe is saying, Matan Torah is. Not to be understood like like I'm a snagit. Matan Torah is you get another lumdus and a toysvis and a stuff. Matan Torah is a, the madness of the relationship. Mamish, the madness of the relationship. The, 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 the fire, the, 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 the explosion of, these, of this bond that is higher than any, any comprehension and higher than any understanding on this love, of this attachment that goes totally beyond the deepest, intimate kind of a oneness of it. Now, again, I don't, I don't understand at all the next piece. Let's try to make a little sense of it. I just... I'm, the problem over here is we just associated Bina as being Mitzrayim. We just associated Bina as being Mitzrayim. Meitzah. Meitzah Agar. But on the other hand, we know that, that, that um, Shavuos is the 50th day. And the 50th day, whenever we have the number 50, it's the 50th gate of Bina. So if we're saying Aman Torah is going out of Bina, so how do you have the 50? So I think he's explaining Bina. The 50 gates of Bina are really branches that branch off. But in their source, that's the 50th gate, they're all unified as one. When Bina is still rooted in Erech Ampin and Keser, where you have the idea of Shin Ayin Ahoyer and 370 lights that are split into two groups. 370 is split into 220 Rach, 220, which is the gematria of the word Erech. Erech is Erech plus the Aleph is 220, 221. Erech Apayim is, is, is Keser, right? Shin Ayin which are rooted there. And Vikan and 150. So the hundred, and why, where you exactly, what the significance of He brings Eitz Chaim, I tried to figure it out. I have no idea what that result is talking about. About the splitting of the energies of it. And that is Chesh bin Gadol Tikkun Arech. And he brings away, because of Eitz Chaim, Shar Erecham, Peperi Gedal, V'ayim Bepri Eitz Chaim, Shar Sfiris Oimer, Perik Zayin Gaba Moiri, Loi Hoi Mestaper, I should maybe that would add insight if I would learn that mimer. I have to look it up at least. I'm going to go Okay, so when, in other words, the 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 fifty the fiftieth 
when they're still in their source on the 50th level, there it's Ein Sof. And from there, when it shines to Malchus, so when Malchus is receiving the light from Keser, from this level, that's that's Matantayra, that's a Noichi Hashem Now again, I don't technically what he means over here, I don't know. For who Inyan Torah, and that's the idea of Torah, which by the way, here the Alter Rebbe is explaining the source and the idea of why Shruis by night is not a time of intellectual kind of study, but it's a time of just saying letters of the Torah. Tikkun Neil Shavuos is what Chazalat, what with Makabalim and then brought. You just say, you just mumble words. Why? Why don't you shouldn't prepare by, by 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 hearing Torah and understanding? You have to say. Why? Yeah. We say it. You want to just say these letters because it is the chita. And even though Torah is emanating from Chachma, and we're saying that this is a hamshacha of Keser, it's real source. Taryag Orchin is 613 pathways, which is still in Keser, Shu'alav Nunis, which is the white Milgalgalta from the skull, the Arach. Keser Shebe Keser. That's really where it's emanating from. And that's the, that's the reason why we say Oisiyah Satoira, Shuas by night. For Indian Shtea Lechem Shebe Shuas, this is the idea of the two breads of Shuas, Lachulachmi, Belachmi, Amshachas Moichen, Venetzach, Vahoi, the Abba, Bepesach Matzel, you say that. Now, as you explain why Chomets, again, I can sit over here and hawk in Chinik. I Baruch Hashem feel that we got uh, the main gist of the Mimer. Now, by the way, let me explain something. The Mimer over here is a beer. Whenever you're learning a beer, the beer is full of Kabbalah. But over here is getting heavy duty Kabbalah. And I mentioned earlier that the mimer that Samach Tzedek that explains this mimer totally skips this whole Indian. He goes off to finish explaining in a very, very Kishmaka way this idea of the two level letters of Oisiyais. That's it. That's how he ends the mimer. He spends four or five pages on this. The difference of the two kinds of Oisiyais. But he, he doesn't get into this whole Indian of, of uh, all this Kabbalah. So what he's saying over here, but I'm going to leave it as it is. Um, I'm going to have to come back and teach it sometime. I don't like to leave any pieces undone, so we're going to figure that out. But for right now, zeh Okay.